Hello and welcome to Your Aunties Could Never, episode 62. I am Auntie AK and I'm here with Auntie Farah, Auntie Nana, and Auntie Shade. And how are you, my ladies? <laughs> good. Good, good, good. Yes. Sorry. A big, um, a big blue bottle fly has just flown in. Oh. Oh, please. I haven't seen a big fly for time. We are really. Like a big blue bottle, the ones that have got like the eyes the size of um, yeah, 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 yeah. The super buzzing went past me. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm hoping it goes out soon. Have you like? Have you guys? Did you guys ever watch The Fly? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is it the Jeff Goldblum version? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I thought I remember being scared. (laughs) I really liked it when I was a kid, though. I was scared, but I loved it as well. I think I barely remember it, but I just remember. I don't know. It's a bit gruesome, no? Like when he's yeah. cheating or something. Like I'm probably watching it now. The effects are probably pretty dumb, but that's what I would be terrible. Because I'm thinking, like, do you, do you not remember Manimal? Manimal? <laughs> What's that? The mm. man that turned into various animals. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not lying. It's a come on Saturdays. Like, people help me out. Um, it's called Manimal. Is see. He was, yeah, he was that. I can't even show my bloody. Can we share screen? Yeah. Yeah, go oh, on. Wait, 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 wait. I don't want to show the wrong seat, actually. I'm saying, <laughs> yeah. Be careful. <laughs> Not that I've got enough. That makes me sound like I've got all the porn, all the porn sites up. I don't. Do you, do you have all the porn sites up? <laughs> I have all the porn sites up. Yes, mate. Um, hold on. Manimal. Okay, here we go. Can I, how do I share my screen? Yeah. Press now the, you're asking. Press the, um, remember, press the circle. Oh, right, right, right. Hold on, hold on. Let me get in the right place. Okay, wait. This is Auntie 101. Okay. Oh, this was just filler. To, to, what are you to... doing? She's exactly. about to share a screen. Oh, my God. Can you see it? Yes. Okay, it... here we go. Share the screen. Yeah. Oh, my God. This is awful. I've never seen this. Oh, come on! Okay, that okay that's enough. Yeah, okay. that's, that's gruesome. <laughs> Disgusting! <laughs> do you not remember Manimal? No. I've never seen that before in my life. But Auntie Farah, do you remember that? Yeah. Manimal? Yeah. I, I'm not saying I watched it. I'm I just think, yeah, I remember it. I think I remember it and I thought it was really good. He used to turn into, I don't know what his point was, but he turned into animals. <laughs> yeah. I think he solved crime. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think he solved crime being an animal. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, no, no, actually, let me get the synopsis. Yeah, um, a shape-shifting man who can, t- he's a, he was a doctor, actually. Um, one of those real 80s, yeah, 80s kind of, American shows. I don't know what his point was. But anyway, that was just filler whilst Auntie Farah was distracted before we go on to the next bit. Um, I'm really excited about this. Anyway. Okay. Cool. So we're going to play a game, girls. Yeah. We're going to play a game. I'm ready. I'm ready because I'm in the league. Are you ready? You're you're not. Auntie Nana, you're you're, like, stop telling lies. You've got to stop this this lying thing, yeah? It's really not good. 
I'm and in the league. It's not the it's not that game because I can't. I'm not not playing. So we have to find a way to do the music game with me involved. I, I need to be. I want to play games too. So we're not doing that. We're just doing. Okay. 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 All right. So we're playing. Would you rather? Okay. Oh, okay. Right. So would you rather have to wear foundation that doesn't match your skin tone, or have to leave out and not match your weave? What? Or have or have your leave out not match your weave? Definitely. Oh. Definitely foundation. I think I'll, I think I'll go with the not matching foundation, mate. Right? Um, um, uh, I'm gonna go with oh, oh, they're both equally as dud as each other, to be fair. Um, I'm gonna go with foundation. You know, those pictures where like you have like the real 4C hair and then that horsetail type that's what I'm envisioning, and I never want to be that girl, so I'm gonna do the foundation, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, go on, but. but, but, but like, uh, I know this, what you're thinking. You're thinking like the difference. Like, imagine this was like yellow. <laughs> <laughs> it's true because it, it could, it could, it's it could be white people's foundation. People are naturally different colors. It's fine. Okay. That's yeah. very true. You know. So, so, how would you explain it? Um, you, I, my face is lighter than the rest of my body. Yeah, which is you can have parts of your body lighter than the rest of your body. One hundred percent. What did you pick then? By the sounds of it, it's. I feel like could my leave out be bait? Um, as a um, hairdresser, I know. Yeah, but hold on. Traditionally, hairdressers have their hair's not done in it. Mm -hmm. Ronald, leave out is like basically when women have their hair done, and especially if they're using like a straighter extension hair, and their natural hair is the leave out to cover the blend, so it all blends in. But if your hair is really like tight and natural and afro, it could be actually any texture, but it's not way around. You can get whatever the case is. If you've got curly hair and you're wearing straight hair, it's a problem. If you've got thick hair and you're wearing thin hair, you know, it's just nothing's blending. And forever everyone can see that you're not blending. <laughs> I'm going with leave out. Do you know why? Because you could leave a slither. It doesn't say how much leave out. I'm going out for leave out. It's still going to look terrible. Yeah, it's fine. I'll go because I cannot be walking around with, and thinking people thinking that that woman hates her skin tone. No, man, leave out. Antifar, what would you do? This is so tricky because I don't do foundation, but the idea of a bad leave out makes me feel it gives me anxiety. Like, do you know, because you, like you said, you could have like a banging afro weave, right? And then like a piece of straight hair in the middle doing this. That to me gives me anxiety. At least with the foundation thing, I could say, well, you know, I've just started wearing foundation and I don't know what I'm doing. And that's you it. You wear that for about a month. And also as well, yeah, you can have a really good beat and still the wrong kind of foundation and it can still look all right. People can appreciate that you, do you know what I mean? That you there we go. with the wrong color. So yeah, I yeah right. I'm, going for, I'm going foundation. Okay, guys. <laughs> go on then. <laughs> all right, next one. Hold on. Um, would you rather have chapped lips with no lip balm or always have dry hands with no cream? Dry hands with no cream. I can wear gloves, like uh, dry hands. Yeah, I think I think dry hands as well because I, it, although I hate, I, I can't stand dry hands. I can't like, oh, it, it, it drives me insane. And I carry hand cream with me most places, most of the time. Um, 
but chap lips, man, and I've got a lot of surface area I'm dealing with, so no, like, chap, uh, and, it, and it can be sore, nah, 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 I don't like it. I was trying to think because actually when my hands are dry, it's restrictive. Like when I'm sleeping and my hands are dry, I wake up and have to clean my hands. I hate dry hands, but I'd have to have, oh my God, there's no resolution. It's not even what they look like. I'll, I'll have ashy hands as long as they're creamed and however that could work. But yeah, the soreness of a, cause you're, but then saying that, how dry are your hands? Cause your hands could chap and hurt too. I've never had my hands so dry that they hurt. I don't know. See, as a black person, this is hard, isn't it? Because we need the moisture. So it's it's hard. Like, I, I feel like I'd go dry hands because the the dry lips, you see what dry lips look like, innit? They're not nice when they, they start cracking and peeling and then they're so dry that they start bleeding as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. no. I'll take the hands because like Auntie Nana yeah. said, I wear gloves. Hands, 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 hands. People don't, people don't really look at your hands as much as they will look at your lips. Do you know what I mean? You're more yes. likely to make someone's lips, in it? Yes. Yeah. People get you if you've got ashy hands, but the lips are worse. It's, on the, it's just about location. Yeah. Because yeah. you could have just washed the dishes and your hands are ashy. Every day. <laughs> All the time. Never. <laughs> Last one. Imagine you're touching your man. Ooh, baby, come here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one. Would you rather have your name mixed up with other with another black girl at work, or would you rather let people touch your hair whenever they ask? Hundred percent, just mix up my name, man. You're not don't touch me in any sort of way. Same. Like, no, nah, not without consent. That's wild. Yeah, I'm unsociable in those kind of corporate environments. So I'm like, you don't, you can call me whatever and get my name wrong. I don't have to answer you because you're not talking to me, wow. are you? That's it. I'm with everything that yeah. you guys said. People name, get my name, name wrong all definitely. the time anyway. So Yeah, I've been called Nana for years. Didn't say anything. It was like, you know, when it goes past the time to correct somebody, so you just stick with it. Like, yeah, doesn't matter. I worked with a lovely man. Well, I still work with him. And he's so nice. Such He's like one of the nicest guys in the world. And for about two years, I just let him call me Farah. It was just like, Farah, Farah. And I, was, I just let him because he was so nice. And people would be like, you know it's Farah, right? And I'd be like, leave him, leave him. He's fine. Probably the only person in life that I just let it slide. At least it wasn't Sarah, because I get that sometimes too. I'll still go to HR though, can't lie. <laughs> Every time. Okay, okay, okay. Um, who are we welcoming to the family today? <laughs> Auntie Nana. Auntie Nana, is that how you're going on today? Is it me? Okay. <laughs> Did you not read the one in order? Oh, sorry. All right, okay, I'm going to save you. You know who we're welcoming? Mm. Our niece, our auntie, fabulous Naomi, has just announced she's had a baby or she's yes. got a She's either, I, I don't know if she's had a baby or she's surrogate oh. baby or she's adopted a baby. Whatever the case, Queen Naomi Campbell is a mother and we're welcoming the baby firmly into the auntie fold. That, that is going to be the best dressed baby. Miss, right? Oh, wow. Definitely. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. Oh. oh so we welcome be. baby Naomi to well the um, let's get the comments and let's go into the show. Okay, so hello to everybody. Hello, Ronald. Hello, Jeff Schumann. Jeff Schumann says, the best black women convos talking on Facebook. Thank you so much. 
And I'm glad that you guys are learning all the new terminologies like leave out and beat. Um, and Yafa says dry hands because dry lips drive me mad. Yes. I mean, it's a problem. Scratchy lips. It's a liberty. Okay, <laughs> ladies, let's get into what have you heard, where we get into all the news stories of the week um, and we discuss it. Auntie Farah, I think you're up first. I am. Hold on, just trying to get my story. So, um, Tion Wayne and Russ Millions have recently gone to number one with their song, Body, Body. I'm not going to sing the rest of it. <laughs> but they, that's a, Iola. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. 
they're, they're full of shit. I, I try not to read anything from them. If people send me links, uh, I'll try and find it like elsewhere kind of thing because I'm not, I'm, I really try not to support them anyway. Uh, you're possible, really. They're, they're, they're the, the agent of, uh, of destruction, I think. They're the, they're an enemy of progress. They really are. Yeah. Auntie Nana. Um, overall, targeting these two is unfair because they're not, they don't really do standard like drill tunes, like, you know, like the real kind of gang banging stuff. They're, they're a bit more on the pop commercial side of drill. It's just a drill beat. It's not really the lyrics. So targeting them is wrong, but I expect that type of shit from the Daily Mail. Although I do agree in part with drill music being the soundtrack to criminality. So there's there's that aspect of I'm not really like for drill music because I definitely can say like when my nephew was was out there doing his shit, drill seemed to be a part of like the psyching himself up. It was it was like the bed the bedrock to the life that he had that he was living. It was it all went in together and would hype him up in a way, but not hype him up. It was almost like a depressive state. Like it, it was it was like a comatosing of this, I can't even describe it, just, just hyper violence. And so when you're listening to that and then you're seeing violence, it almost kind of normalizes it, like this is okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm not for drill in any way, but there is, you know, they just seem to demonize any type of black music that comes out until it's commercial and everybody's using it. So I, I'm split on this one. I'm not sure, but I'm never for the Daily Mail in any way, shape, or form. Anyway, so um, yeah, they're they're a bunch of bullshit. But but so is Drill. Drill's bullshit too. Ah, uh, it's a bop, man. The tune's a bop. <laughs> I think um, my daughter played it some time ago, and I added it to my playlist. I do have a little penchant for the beat sound of Drill, but I think there's. It's a spe it's a spectrum. It's a there's drill the genre, drill the like the, the where it ori actually originated from, but then it's expanded and it's evolved. And as Auntie Nana says, that Tion and Russ aren't exactly the drill artists that we're talking about. Um, that that really are making tunes and murder music, as they want to call it. Um, there are real, you know, I have a friend whose little brother is part of was part of a gang and. They were known in the drill scene and they made tunes documenting blah, 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 blah. So it's not, I think, I think one thing that we do is because we are so protective of how we're perceived in the, in the public eye and how much persecution we get, sometimes it's very difficult to have that honest conversation with us within our, it's hard to have a community conversation behind closed doors so we can sort out the things that we don't like about what's part of our culture that is damaging to our culture because it, it always get it always spills out and then it's either you you're sell out you're speaking out against the community and then we do the thing of like well other genres do this and other genres do that but i think collectively for the board we know that hip hop drill our, our some of our music stands out more for whatever reason for some of the negativity and and we are affected by it and we can say yes films affect us video games affect us there's all these different industries of um, entertainment that affect us but when you come from a marginalized group and you don't have the resources at home to teach you better. Because my, my daughter can listen to drill, 
but she's got me as someone who's raising her to hear oh, all this stuff. Like, she's got a different upbringing where if she was in a different situation, as Auntie Nana is saying that if you're in a situation and you're hearing, that's what people say, the music relates, relates to them. You relate to the music that speaks of your moment of your um, in existence. So if that music is representing what you live, then it, it's, 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 it is getting into you. It is fueling whatever mood you're in and what actions you might you may take. So I just think it's always difficult to have that an honest conversation that I, yeah, I also, I do like, I like the beats and the music of drill, but I don't like, obviously when the lyrics are going to explicitly describing how they're gonna kill someone or have killed someone or have tortured someone. And then when people say like they're, you know, families of murdered victims or fallen, you, you know, you're listening to a track and hearing someone detailing what they did to your lost person. We have to, we have to talk about that. We have to like, I don't, I don't know another music genre that does it like that. And I don't think that we should let that off. Um, but yeah, leave Russ and Tion alone to an extent. I think they can be, they can, they can be questioned for the type of music that they're talking about, um, for the, depending on their lyrics. I tried to listen to, I'd not tried. I listened to the lyrics. I didn't hear anything so explicitly bad. It's just typical music and it's fine. I don't think they said anything too deep. From what I could hear, um, so this is not the tune to become to come for. But it's an easy, it's an easy one for the Daily Mail. Same, similarly, not reading that Daily Mail article. You can't feed into them. And but the only thing that's a problem about places like Daily Mail is misinformation. So applying all this to Tion and Russ, it's the wrong people. If you're talking about if it, if it is a gang drill drill group, can't really argue. But these two, they're not the ones. So don't try and re like turn um, their their success into negativity because they're not the guys to be talking about. Antifara. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with all of you guys. Uh, so in just in terms of the music itself, I think that every generation has a type of music that can be looked upon as questionable by people who are not of that generation. If you look at rock and roll back in the 60s, some of the things that Rolling Stone said were very, very questionable. You know, a lot of this music talked about taking drugs. A lot of this music talked about, they talked about think, doing things with women that we would now be very much opposed to. Um, and then if you look at in the 80s, you had gangster rap, 90s, you had that kind of rap as well. So there's always been something. I just, I just found it extremely interesting, the words that they used in the Daily Mail. Now, I'm like you, Auntie Shade. I try to avoid it as much as possible. But if someone sends me a link, sometimes I'm like, look at it, because I just call them the daily fail. They just, it, it's easy writing for them. They're trying to catch um, the headlines to try and make people look at it. Tion Wayne and Russ Millions, this song, it's not even, it's more misogynistic than it is to anything to do with murder. Right. You know, there's like about one line where he talks about punching a man in the face and it's a grievous, but it's a grievous thing. But that's all still in relation to these women that they're talking about that's really what this song is more about than you know some of the other drill songs that you might listen to so i just feel like once again as you said before it's we're, we're easy picking it's let's make the black man let's be scared of the black man let's put that out there so that everyone feels like this music if anyone who's listening to this music that's where they're going to go and that isn't necessarily the case but then i do agree with you auntie nano if you're on if you're on a certain path and that's all you're listening to you can be influenced by it if you know that's all you're listening to and you're living that life as well you can definitely be, be influenced by it 
But at the end of the day, this particular song that they're coming for, it's just not the one. It's, there's no, just no reason. I just, I don't see them doing it with, you know, any other type of music. And that's the thing that I, I it makes me a little bit upset about. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like the Daily Mail, if they're going to attack Drill, there's a lot of other music that, and musicians that they need to attack. Rock musicians, pop musicians, every single genre they need to have a look at because there are some very, very questionable things. I mean, going back a bit now, but Tom Tom Jones's lyrics to Delilah, has anyone actually listened to the lyrics of that? Because he's talking about murking someone. Do you know what I mean? He's talking, the, the, the lyrics to Delilah, which is a song that people celebrate and the Daily Mail will probably say, oh, he needs a knighthood. He, or he got his knighted because of a song like this. They're not talking about that having an effect on people and causing people to go and murder their women. So, yeah. I, I think um, I think the good thing about this, actually, let me start here. Like, there's other reasons why I don't like Tion Wei. Do you know what I mean? Like, this track isn't one of them. Do you know what I mean? Give Lani her money back. Yeah, give her eight grand back. Basically, <laughs> kind of thing. That's why I don't like Tion Wei. This this track isn't it, and I, but I do think it's like funny. Um, I think I saw something on social media where uh, I think was it the girl? I think influencer called Adiola was just like uh, suddenly everyone can say my name now. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think like things like that, um, just being in the forefront of culture. Um, I think it 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 kind of this this track really is a melt like it shows the melting pot that is the UK at the moment kind of thing. So I think it's is great in that sense. But like you said, Auntie Clara, it's deeply misogynistic, like uh, 100%. That's what they should be coming for. But they, they don't care about that. They don't care about women. Do you know what I mean? They, all they care about is demonising black men. But also, it's misplaced coming after the artists. They're doing their music. I don't understand why none of these newspapers actually start listing all of the dodgy artists that are on the labels that they're putting out. Because they actually are controlling the culture. They're feeding the masses what is deemed as popular. And so they have, they're more responsible in my mind than the artists are because there's millions of people making music and there's only like a hundred of them that we all hear from. And so that's the bosses that push this in in all of our faces and shape how culture moves so it's one thing to be like oh you know it's it's the artists it really isn't it's the record companies it's the record companies it's the algorithms it's youtube it's what they feed the playlists it's spotify it's all of that they they're feeding this negativity to the masses for various reasons and it's not really on the artists it's really not fair to stop an artist from making money once they're on that train. I think it's more the record companies that should be, they should be the ones targeted. I think, I agree. I think, I think there comes a point in an artist's career. I, I feel like a certain, like Tion and Russ, again, they're not really the, the right examples of the people that we should be holding accountable for this particular topic, but um, a certain age and a certain point of your career, and you, especially if you're talking about the truth of what you've experienced, then it isn't your fault. And it is about the labels. And it, because I remember when I worked at Channel U um, and we used to, I used to assist in uh, selecting the videos, we would sometimes have to say to guys, like, listen, and usually it was male guys, um, when, especially when grime was really becoming a big thing, can you please rethink your video? Because it's just, 
you're not pushing the boundaries, you're just doing the same old hood shots, a bunch of you looking thuggish, it's not going to pass the whatever standards that we need to pass, it doesn't look like you're inciting violence or criminal activity, and we will get policed more than any other video, unfortunately, so let's think again, let's, and we did that just so a video could be played on Channel Youth as an indie kind of underground music station, so imagine those who have power who could really sit down and say, okay guys, what's, let's think like you've got you know, Buster Rhymes, I mean, not that he was ever really a gangster rapper, but I'm just saying that he's got this innovative mind and there'll be videos that we revere and hold, hold dear and and um, lyricists that they can think outside the box. So you let them, I don't know what it is that they let certain people be creative and others, you've got to stick to this kind of hood box and you've got to be misogynistic and sexist and violent and just talk destruction. And it is that thing where I think when you're in a label, you why is this a thing? Remember we had saw, remember... When was it Soldier Boy? No, it wasn't Soldier Boy. Who was it that was dancing on the table, um, just doing an album? Uh, was it Soldier Boy? No, it wasn't he? Was inside? Was it Soldier Boy? I know who you're. I know. I know the clip that you're talking about. He was like a performing monkey, basically. Yeah, literally. And it's like they get them to do the most. And sometimes there's some. It is a choice because sometimes we are harsh on people. We're like not harsh. We do like it's a choice. You either want to get into this industry. Or you want to have your integrity? Integrity. What is it? What I don't. So, uh, so I, 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 I kind of give an allowance to young people who are just desperate to get into it, and or they get famous, and they, you know something blows up, and then all of a sudden they're thrust into the limelight without much information on how to navigate and how to not be caught in the trap of um, peddling out this kind of violent, misogynistic stuff. But then when you get to a certain point and you're still talking about killing people and rapping and 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 violence and guns, then I start to lose interest because then I think you're now being part of the wheel and you're keeping this thing going and they'll be the ones that say well this is what the audience wants but audience responds to what's popular and if you make something popular and you're cool then i don't know i don't know i just i think we have to hold the artists accountable as well sometimes but it is about the labels and the radio stations too let's go to comments okay so jeff schumann says i think the black community should police itself and comment on this continuous vulgar imagery and negativity grime drill and other imagery does so much damage to us we shouldn't need to ask others to advocate for us and we need to hold these radio stations and other destructive forces that encourages our dim dim I'm not sure what that word is. Demeanment? Demise? Oh, I can't see it. Demise. Um, Okay. And he also goes on to say, I'm fed up with this narrative. Um, And evening to Antoinette and Miss Letang. Hello. Sorry, it was demeanment. Demeanment. Yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that. I think, yeah, I'd like to have a conversation in a room without anybody so everyone feels safe and really talk about the talk. Because I feel like we don't, we, because people tend to say, oh, what about the others? Or what about the others? But I think, well, what about us? That's the only thing I'd like to have that honest conversation and see what what the artists feel. Do they feel that they have to talk about this to be successful? Have they ever tried to push something else and talk about, you know, something outside of that and then been pushed back from their label? Have they managed to, no, 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 you've got to do this. You've got to do this, otherwise you're not going to blow. Because I think some managers, you know, they don't look up, they don't look after them the way they should. And a lot of these... Anyway, yeah, I don't know. What you I guys think, think some artists have said they have come out and said, you know, well, I'm talking positive, no one wants to listen to me. And then when I start talking nonsense, it's blowing up. I think a lot of them have come out and said that previously. 
not Tian Wayne. Because <laughs> the label doesn't back it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just that if they're not putting the money behind it, the effort behind it, then of course it's not going to blow. But they'll use that as an example to say, oh, this narrative isn't working. And it's just a false, it's a falsity. Yeah, exactly. I think so. Because I think if you, once the beats, I, well, there's artists out there that we know that don't talk about roads and violence and overly sexual, and they're doing all right. So. Okay, moving on to Auntie AK, Auntie AK. Um, hi, what have I heard? Well, the pop world is about to get its um, own, possibly, Me Too case, because X Factor singer Rebecca Ferguson is about to drop um, her story about suffering years of abuse. And Lily Allen, um, pop singer, quite famous pop singer, she's going to launch her new album, um, and every song on that album is going to name everyone that's been basically abusive or sexually predatory to her. Um, I don't know if you guys got, if you guys remember Rebecca Ferguson. She was a contestant on one of the X Factors, and she's going on to say that yeah, there was um, just bullying, abusive conduct by powerful men at some of Britain's top record labels. Which um, I don't, it's not surprising to me, to be fair. Uh, Someone said that um, apparently like a respected senior female figure, I'm reading this from the day, oh God, I did not know this was Daily Mail. Oh my God, the irony. Um, I did not even know this was where this was from. But anyway, from the Daily Mail, unfortunately, um, a senior female figure in the business suggested that inappropriate behavior by men in senior positions in the music business was endemic. Um, so I, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not surprised. But also to go alongside that, we have Mel B, who was on um, Good Morning Britain, and she was, and this is not necessarily to do with the music industry because her partner wasn't in the music industry, but she's been speaking out about her experiences with um, uh, being um, domestic abuse and being beaten um, uh, from her partner. So it's just, again, the music industry is going to be hit with this noise. Are you guys surprised? Um, and what, I don't know. I don't even have a question. It's just, this is what's happening, about to come out. How do you feel about it? Auntie Nana. I mean, we knew this was going to happen soon, and it? it's been bubbling. There was another X Factor girl. I was trying to find what her name is. Recently, um, she's moved away, though. I think she lives in America now. But she was, um, I think she was in the same year as Rebecca. And a few weeks ago, she came out and said, the reason why she left the music business was because she was being sexually harassed by a senior figure who worked with Simon Cow. Now, she didn't name names at that time, but maybe they're about to do this exposure thing kind of all together. And yeah, it's, it's about time. I think um, that, the, yeah, definitely time's up and it's overdue that people start talking. And especially the ones that have been on this kind of reality TV treadmill because it kind of like pushed out quite a few artists and then stunted them as well with the type of contracts that they were in. And it's like, you couldn't perform how you wanted to all of that. It's like actually start exposing all of these people who were capitalizing on a source of talent to make themselves millions. And the artists got very little and we're in some really shitty deals. So it's one thing you're being shafted money-wise, and then you have to navigate being sexually harassed as well while you're while you're there. It's just, yeah, I I, I really want somebody to go to prison though. 
or a few people to go to prison and for it not to be historical like you know when um they kind of went after all of the old entertainers like um the didgeridoo guy and jimmy savile and um gary glitter it was it was like they had decades of a reign Max Clifford as well yeah, Max one. Clifford. Yeah. they had so many years doing shit to people and we don't know who these ones are but I'm hoping that this gets chopped before it's like 30 years on and then their old men go into prison like some people just get removed from society as soon as possible so I'm I'm glad it's happening Auntie Farah yeah I'm I say about time too because for too long we've known well I say we've known but it's it's been known that certain behaviors happen within these industries and the things that women have they're subjected to and you know just feeling powerless that, as though they can't do anything because their voices won't be heard or if they're heard they won't be believed and they'll be blamed so I think more power to Lily Allen that yeah I, I can't wait for you to release that album and every single song there's people shitting bricks right now because they don't know what's going to happen to them so more power to her People need to be held accountable for what it is that they're doing. Just because you're in a certain position of power doesn't give you the right to treat people in a in um in a disgusting way and be that by bullying or you know just inappropriate language or actual sexual harassment. So yeah, I, I say more power to them. Definitely, it's time that these people are held accountable. And like you, Auntie Nana, I want it to be done before they're ninety and they go to jail for five minutes and they die in jail. Or, or they're released because they're sick or they don't go to jail because they're 90. They need to be made an example of. So, yeah, I'm definitely with you on that. Auntie Shadow. Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have said it all, to be honest. Um, I just I just think, like, you know, hopefully this will be, like, a true, a true powerful reckoning, you know, or the start of one, you know, to actually make an impact and change things. Because, um, you know, just, just as we just said, like, you know, we're talking about the music industry, but if the number one song is, like, super misogynistic, has things really changed? Do you know what I mean? Like, it, it hasn't really moved on um, at all, really. Um, so, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people, yeah, people, people will go down. They'll go to prison. They'll be, a, they'll be held accountable. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, agree. I think what be would be good is that people feel empowered to speak up more because I think there's been this big wall of silence that people feel that they can't speak, they don't, they won't be supported, they won't be believed. But the more that women come forward, as and well, primarily women come forward, there's this kind of I don't know, un, I don't know, strength in numbers type thing where people, these guys, these men who feel that this is, who feel they can. Um, bully and abuse in this way un, 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 um, freely that they don't, they, I don't know, it's just this thing that they feel so arrogant that this can happen and people feel so silent that they, nothing will be done. I think that's the bit that um, I'm, I'm not confident on because this has been going on for years and it never changes. I mean, it's the first time maybe that people are starting to really talk out about it, but what will really change it? Because um, I think there was another thing that I added to my story. Um, <sighs> the Guardian reported that rape victims are being asked to possibly give video evidence to boost convictions um so plan for survivors to pre-record evidence to spare them a trauma of appearing in person in court which is fine 
but it just seems like a, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe this is helpful, but it's just always for the rape victim to have to really go out, like prove themselves, really prove. And then the, the rapist is like, it's always that element of doubt. There's a strong element of doubt of the, on the rapist side. And that's the same thing with the industry. Like, it's like doubtful, really? Why were you there at this time of night? Why were you dressed like that? Why were you drunk? All this stuff, why were you in the presence of this man if you didn't feel comfortable? Of It's all that type of, I don't know, I just think there's a lot of victim blaming. And it, I, I'm... I'm concerned if anything will happen. And exactly that. Are they going to go to jail at the right time? Has anyone really? Where's Harvey as well? I, I actually haven't even heard from him. What's happening with Harvey Weinstein and all that? I just, I don't know. It just feels like Isn't he in prison. He is he in prison? He's in prison. Yeah. He was trying to come out the other day because they That's were saying, what I'm saying he was I thought he was. Yeah. He's, he's he's locked up. He is locked up. Okay. Yeah. I kind of miss it. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't seem like enough. I mean, that's what it is. I feel like it's like we don't do hanging. And I don't believe in death penalty. But there's things that it just doesn't seem like enough. It's like he's done. Bill Cosby's done. R. Kelly is left. It's, but then it's, there's so many others. And do they feel affected? Do they feel scared? And it's not feel scared because when you're scared, you hide. It's more like, actually, do you feel like, actually, like, if I do this, I'm going to get in serious trouble to let me not? It's that. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just... It's ableers as well, though. Yeah. I think you've said this before, Auntie Shade, that um, the enablers need to be worried too. Because if you're bringing these women for these men, then you should know that you can be severely punished. Absolutely. Because you're you're feeding into it. You're feeding the beast, aren't you? If you're doing stuff like that. Yeah. And also, I think our laws need to change. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it is the, 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 the fact of the matter is, it's like, there are many other crimes that have a higher sentence than rape. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's easy, especially if you have money and access and power, it's an easier thing to get, get away with. Hence why you're having these old generation men being able to create so many, so many crimes, so many sexual crimes before it's even seen as a problem. Do you know what I mean? So our laws actually do need to change. Like, and it's, you know, it's just reflective of that. We live in a very misogynistic society um, that is run and controlled by men. Let's get the comments. Okay. All right. So Mr. Tang says, unfortunately, it, re it reflects what's happening in everyday life. Unless there are changes in the systems in place to hold perpetrators accountable, people will revert to silence. And Equia says, I agree, Auntie Shade. I'm so bored of Me Too. Then anti-female lyrics are abound in songs, films and media in general. Yeah. That's another one of those things where the... Um, it's encouraged, isn't it? That's what I was going to say. It's encouraged across... It's encouraged across the arts. It's weird. Okay, Auntie Nana, what have you heard? Okay, so, right, as we head into lockdown coming to an end, there's an article in the Huffington Post that has 21 things that we would like to keep um, from the lockdown. I just want to say a few of them and then get you guys, like, what you think you would like to, what you would like to carry on from the pandemic. So I'll give you the top five. Number one was table service at pubs. We don't miss um, queuing up at the bar. People actually staying home when they're sick. No more snotty colleagues. Thank you very much. Um, appreciating nature. 
and vibing with the birds like a goddamn Disney princess, not having a meal prepped pack lunch lunches or deal with soggy sandwiches, people leaving space behind you in a queue instead of breathing down your neck. Now, aunties, what would you like to keep going once we're all let out freely to wandering festivals and to go into pubs and bars and go to parties? Auntie Farah, I would definitely want to keep the fact, don't stand behind me. I can't stand when you're in a queue and it's almost as though you can feel the person's breath. Like when that happens, I turn to them, or used to back in the olden days, I would turn to them and I'd be like, ease me up. Like, do, do you want to pay for my food? Like, why are you here? <laughs> like, I can't, I, that, that is like my one of my pet peeves. So I like that distance. You stick to your distance over there. I like that. I like the hygiene. I like the increased hygiene from everywhere that you go to. I love that because I'm quite scornful. So the fact that these people are being forced to do things extra, extra, extra clean i really enjoy that um i like the table service because i was saying to someone i think i was saying to you guys yesterday that what's good about it is that you're getting vip without paying for vip because people are just coming in i like that let's keep that we like that one um yeah i think those those are my top ones auntie shadow yeah i'm actually gonna agree with both of those um i really like space <laughs> do you know what i mean i don't like people too close to me i like the fact that the well actually it's getting a bit worse now but when the tube wasn't so packed kind of thing there was a bit of space there that was cool um and definitely like having sanitizer everywhere um i'm here for that i'm also here for like yeah if you're sick stay away like yeah yeah definitely definitely don't come into work if you're coughing and stuff I think it just it just sets a different president now. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Mm. Yep. Same. Um, definitely. To can it be back to being empty? I think gotten it's a Piccadilly line's a problem. You know, that one is just consistently busy. And um, also, what I won't, what I will miss. Sorry, is people respecting the seat space seat rule. I saw a guy come and disturb two women up yesterday, come and sit right next to them, and then both looked horrified, and I looked horrified for them. I don't understand. I missed that etiquette. Just give, let my bag, you know, before, I, I, and I've done it. I've actually given someone an up and down look. I want to sit down, move your damn bag. But now I'm very much embracing. My bag is actually my second guest on my seat, or I paid for their ticket. That's what I want them to do. That's what I want my bag to sit there in comfort. So, yeah. Um, and... Yeah, so that, and definitely the queue thing, don't stand so close to me as, what's his name said? And um, who was it, please? My brain's gone blank. Don't stand so, sing. sing, that's it. I just wanted to sing there. And um, table service, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was something else. This cheap, yeah, the gym equipment, people really being diligent and cleaning down the gym equipment, that's quite nice. Um, and sanitizer everywhere because I love, but also, but the how, however, the good sanitizer, not the sticky, gooey stuff, the stuff that like disappears like alcohol, the, those ones, it's really good to have sanitizer everywhere. And the perceived thing that um, restaurants and fast food places are cleaner, we hope, but they seem like they seem to appear to be more clean in the kitchen area, appearing to be anyway. Um, Auntie Nan, you know, I really like because I don't like going out so much. Um, is 
when you have a meeting, it just being a Zoom now. I don't want that to end. I'm I'm still not over the Zoom meeting type thing. Like I absolutely will prefer that when we're having a meeting, we just set a time and I can do it with my leggings on and I don't have to leave my house and travel to you. Like that I, I really don't want that to end. And everything else you guys said, like the space and distance and less people. But obviously, as things open up, people are going to leave their houses. So that like not actually like discouraging people who say they're anxious to go out. I think take your time, like don't rush out there. Leave space for everybody. Like just just take your time. I would like, though I'm not in a corporate environment, but that there's more people that are flexible with their working. I think that should carry on. Like if you don't have to go into the office, you shouldn't have to go in like there should be some type of flexibility where you can work from home if you need to or go in um and just be a bit more considerate like you know at the beginning when people really were were caring for each other like in my emails that I was getting it was a bit more like you know take care of yourself I hope you're safe stay safe (laughs) yeah stay safe that has kind of ended and it's a bit more like aggressive (laughs) like people are a bit more like less forgiving and they they want their stuff and there was a little bit more patience last year and people were more kind and considerate I would like that to come back again Zooms are a problem for me yeah because the thing about Zoom because it's on Zoom you'll have back to back to like there's there's days when I'm literally coming off a of zoom and i'm in i'm in a zoom meeting i'm like gotta go got another one jump on another one gotta go it's, it's almost as though because it's on zoom people feel like they can schedule 10 meetings for the day and nah whereas when you have to go in it's like a whole process oh no so you know so i like it but equally i just i i want the variation of an actual recce and a meeting rather than just someone doing it on zoom i like the fact that i can just fling on my leggings or be dressed from here <laughs> that's that's pretty cool um but yeah i don't know about it just being on zoom all the time i'm 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 with you on a zoom yes and zoom no because but i think it's it's about controlling your diary but i do like the fact that i can speak to different people and it's you know it's a lot more easier to and for zooms for doing like q a's and stuff has been amazing i don't miss that i kind of even though there was a kind of perk of going to a hotel and meeting the said celebrity face to face, there's some of that, but you get to see a lot more and do a lot more on Zoom and speak to them. I don't know, it's a different kind of environment. So I kind of don't, I, I, I hope we get a mix of those type of things. I don't think that will go. Um, I think, so, I was just gonna say, sorry, I think a lot of companies are doing what you said, Auntie Nano, and being more flexible with people's working because um, it's just overheads as well. They've been able to cut back a lot on their overheads, make, you know, and, and just have smaller spaces and say, you guys work from home and come in once a week or be flexible with, with you know, scheduling times when people are actually on site. So I think a lot of pe- people are going to stick to that. Let's get the comments. <laughs> okay. Um, right. So Mr. Tang says, yes to space in a queue. I do not miss heavy breathers with hairy nostrils. And let's keep the mask for that matter. <laughs> Um, online meetings with my camera off and in my headscarf, precisely. Uh, and Ronald says, social distancing, businesses making an extra effort to keep surfaces clean and no crowding on elevators. Yeah. 
We've had a good run in it. I think that going forward, they should do maybe a week, a year, where it's like we go into pandemic settings. Like you people. said this before. Yeah, exactly. I, I you really said, you said this happen. when we were in the height of it. Yeah, and we were like, no, carry on. <laughs> like just a shutdown. Everybody's just home I, and you know chilling. I think so. Just a reset button because I think it going yeah. back to the warp speed we were. That I'm not looking forward to if it will. Um, which I'm sure humans forget so quickly, so it could possibly. So just a moment to, ref I think how you phrased it last time, it wasn't, <laughs> I don't know, I can't remember. No, she said like like Idris was saying, because it, it was Idris that was like, let's have a week, a year or a month. I can't remember the period of time he said, but he was like, let's celebrate or remember the oh, pandemic. I remember. Do you remember yeah, that? And he was like, let's, have, work, let's lock work. down everything. Yeah. And we he were like. worded it, but I, I think I got the, I definitely have loved the slowing down because even for personal things. So, however, that could be. Um, just go to the Caribbean. No, but that's not realistic for like money and stuff like that. You know, I'm just talking about having a moment where you can pause and reflect, but it's something where everyone's on the same page. Yeah. So that, not that, yeah. And it's been really hard for other people. You've got, like, we're, we're fortunate. There's some people that it's the whole lockdown thing, they've like lost homes and businesses and all sorts so who would, you, who would who would do it i think it should be optional then or because the thing is if it was part of society then you would as you've all said people would adapt like you lot said you'd stay on the earth when the earth has been ruined and you couldn't adapt to one lock one week of lockdown again <laughs> <laughs> we're we're quite fortunate there are people who are on like zero no, in this bubble here Nah, I'm I'm good. I don't need to lock down for a week to remember what we've been through. <laughs> and it just stay in your house. It's cool. What if it's like paid exploration of your inner self? Like, but yeah. you don't lose out. But something where the government's like, you get a week, forcibly find yourself within this week. Because month, I don't know. I feel like there's exactly. something the week. Are they picking the week? And then that might not be a week that you necessarily want them to pick. Maybe your birthday week, and then you're just at home, can't do nothing. No, but you don't have to be at home. I don't mean lockdown like that, but maybe it's like, you know, like how Christmas goes quiet. So it may, oh, it's just a holiday, I guess. And the thing is, I, I personally, although I understand it's necessary, it annoys me that everything gets shut down. It's annoying. So in normal circumstances, no, I don't want that as, an, as a forcible. Wow. No. Yeah, just like a slower pace. Like, you yeah. know, when we was younger on a Sunday, not everything was open. Oh, my God. And that was annoying. If it did open, it would close at like 12 or something. Yeah. Like, and then that, like, at least one day a week, man, where things are chill. No. And, and it was that, great. It was great. It was great when everything opened up and then you could magically go to the, uh, the supermarket on a, on a Sunday. Great. I do remember the wonderfulness of I that. I agree with you. Because even now, I'm stressed out sometimes. I'm like, why has it got to close at five o'clock or six o'clock on Sunday? Why doesn't it just stay open? Because I forget. You'll be in the minute, you'll be like doing something. You'll be like, oh, shit, I've got to go to the shop. And it's like, you look at your clock and it's five o'clock. You're like, ah, oh, man, got to wait <laughs> till Sunday. I lived in Mitcham and the tail end of Mitcham. And we had one corner shop like nearby. It was like every shut one o'clock. You've got to get everything. Yeah. And then you're just done for the weekend. Done yeah. for the Sunday, but I don't miss that. But something about because I, think, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I've, I would welcome it. Something a, a, a timeout, a timeout. Yeah, I think just go on holiday. <laughs> I'm just saying, the same way, but the same way, <laughs> you're saying, 
Because the same way Ati Farah said that some people suffered during lockdown because they couldn't. Some people can't afford to go on holiday. But you can holiday in the UK as well, though. No, thanks. That's one of my... Listen, 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 listen. Let's not call it a stake. I, I, I find maybe that might be one of my piss me off. That was that was mine already. Remember, yeah, 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 that, that was on my hit list. People like Auntie Nana because after you went to Epping Forest or somewhere, you went to yeah, the Centre Parks. That's it. You went oh. to it, you came back. And it was like, ah, oh, it's wonderful. And then when when I looked at the price for Centre Parks, I could have gone on ten holidays. Yeah. Right. The thing is, if I had the money of abundance, I, I always wanted to try Centre Parks, but it's I just let's not call it a stake. I can't. This can't. Sorry, this country doesn't have it for me. But when I went, it was one of the hottest weekends. It was like 32 degrees. I can imagine it's lovely. So it was fun, but it is bloody expensive. There's no reason why it costs as much as it does. But It's yeah. ridiculous. The pricing is actually ridiculous. You can, As I said, you can get on a plane. Yeah, we could have gone market. to Turkey twice for how much it costs. <laughs> Absolutely. For so, like four weeks. The government <laughs> should give us some money out of a year where we can do whatever we want and but it doesn't affect our work and life. We yeah, just got I think so. Like, uh, like it's like they give you five grand and mm. you're on a, you're on a, on a retreat. It's called the global retreat. You get money in your account and you just chill for a week and they're doing it because they've been so fuckeries to humanity. They're trying to pay us back and they do that every single year. You do know that we're going to be paying off furlough for the next 5,000 years. <laughs> they pulled out a whistle. Like, uh, I'm, I'm still waiting for the aliens to come and get me. I'm not planning to be here. So. <laughs> Let's get the comments quickly. Okay. Um, uh, right, so let's go from... Uh, Aquia says, that stay safe really got on my nerves. Sanitizer pushes in supermarkets got on my nerves. Um, and Jess Schumann says, no way of new way of working, 50% home working. And uh, Aquio says, I can't wait for masks to go. I feel sick looking at people breathing into the masks, dirty. Uh, and I think Jeff is responding to my, like when the shops used to close early on a Sunday. And he says, those days are long gone. I love, do you know what? I, it is, it would, sometimes masks irritate me, but I don't want them to go i want everybody to just not breathe especially on the tube <laughs> <laughs> not die obviously but i mean you that, don't you want to keep masks yeah i don't, no, bother, I they don't I mean, bother me I go, when this is over I, I will go to a mask burning party there's going to be them there's going to be mask burning breath bothers me breath breath <laughs> i get that i'm with you but that's why I keep your distance and then i don't feel your breath on me yeah. but there's see the mask burning. Masks have become the new litter. You don't say, you know, like before you used to see, like, I don't know, crisp packets or whatever on the street. Now all I see are face masks. That's all I see on the street. And in terms of keeping them, I can't stand it. Like, I feel like I can't breathe. Yeah. I, I, start, I get hot. I end up having to do this and I feel bad because I've lowered it down for a second so I could just get some air. Like, it's a lot. I can do without them. I, I just genuinely. Just, just stay away from me. Everybody wear masks. The two meter distance is a fair distance because on a tube it's impossible. So I would feel better just move, breathe, breathe into your mask. I, I want it's just go. I, I, yeah, I don't mind. It doesn't bother me. So I, mean, I do. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, oh, but I rather that. I hate them. I hate breath people. Breath. Okay. Last, auntie, auntie Shade. What yeah. have you heard? 
Um, okay, so my story is a quite short story, actually, about Twitter, our lovely Bluebird social media platform friend. Um, they're basically our rumors that uh, Twitter is currently developing a paid version called Twitter Blue. Um, and now, according to an article in The Guardian, Twitter Blue will cost $2.99 per month and allow you to organize tweets into collections and also give you like an undo tweet. So, you know, like in Gmail, so you can recall an email, that sort of thing. Um, and I guess I just wanted to know for you guys, like what uh, would you pay for Twitter? And if yes, why? And if no, what would make you, or what feature would make you pay for it? Um, for Twitter, for me, what makes me so damn annoyed is that you can't edit a bloody tweet um, and you have to delete the whole damn thing. And I think that's a, you, know, you can do that. You can edit everything else like Instagram and Facebook. You just can't edit a tweet. That makes me mad. Um, I don't, I would possibly pay for that. And that I think, what, did you, what did, the other thing that you said that um, they're going to do, what did you say that the other service that it's going to do? Uh, uh, undo. Undo. Yeah. Yeah, so the things like that when you like put out a bunch of typos and you just can't rectify, you have to either delete the whole thing. And the worst is when you've got loads of retweets and stuff like that. So it's just annoying the algorithm, whatever the case. So that's possibly what I would, but I just, I have a beef now with all these things with extra subscriptions. And it's just like, just make the model great. And you make, you're still making money. It's like, it, to me, it's just greed. You're making money. The thing is successful. So why do you have to take our money even more? And you know, but in the end, when it's just, People have got no choice. They're gonna subscribe. It's two ninety nine. Such a um a trick because you then you're just like oh how much that by the end of the year and then it's slowly oh by the way it's now seventy nine seven ninety nine within the space of two split of two months or something because it's just gone up gone up gone up. <sighs> anyway, Auntie, sh no no. I I don't use Twitter properly and so I wouldn't be paying because I don't I just I don't get it and so I don't get any revenue from it to pay for it. But this subscription thing, I, I agree, it's pissing me off. It's like everybody is implementing a subscription model and it's it's not on. It's like from when you have all of the TV services, that's already coming up to like £50 that I'm paying just on the extras. Then there's Sky. Then you've got people doing their Patreons. I mean, we will probably do a Patreon soon as well, so definitely support us. But I mean, other folks, it's just a lot. It's like you're always paying a fiver here a fiver there then people want to be sponsored and then that you've got a, it's too much money goes out on small bits and pieces I see this is like the new hustle like it's like you know when everything is like 97p or 99p like that penny you think oh I'm just saving it's like it's so you can just click yeah I'll subscribe and I'll stop it and you don't in, like me and it's a year later and then you're looking over your accounts it's like I was paying for something I never logged into and they just got all my money for ages yeah I hate it and yeah I, I don't see the value in Twitter but uh, auntie AK you use Twitter so I think it would probably come in handy having tweets in collections for the various things that you do I could see how it would work but I won't be partaking auntie Farah I'm just going to copy and paste what Auntie Nana just said. Because <laughs> I just don't, I, 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 yeah, Twitter, I don't get it. I can't use it properly. It frustrates me. 
I don't, yeah, I just don't use it enough. Um, but I like the idea of being able to have things in collections. I like the idea of being able to, un um, to undo and to delete and things like that. However, what I don't like is you've got to pay extra for that. Why have you got to pay extra for something that should just be in there? Why can't they just say they've improved their service and this is now a feature? You know, like when you buy a phone and the phone has a, a, a software update, you don't have to pay for the fucking software update, do you? It just updates the software to make it more usable for you. So why can't they just do that? It's it's very frustrating. I wouldn't be paying for that. Not at all. Why aren't you shouting? Okay, so for me, I don't use Twitter. I used to use Twitter. I don't use it that much anymore. But I do think it's always good to have um, a variety of social media platforms, especially when you're running a business because you don't want to just be associated with one company kind of thing. Um, but in terms of like paying for it, I think two nine nine two nine nine. I don't know what that translates into English money. It's like one, what, 170, 160? Um, I still think per month, I still think that's too much. Do you know what I mean? Especially just for those features. Um, but I do, like, I pay for Spotify, um, but I feel like I use it a lot. But I pay for it so I don't get ads. So that's probably the only way I would probably pay for something. So say if it was, like, Instagram, probably Instagram is probably the main one. And they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to charge you. I'd probably, like... I would be open to paying for that if I didn't get ads, if they didn't collect my data, I would be happy to pay for it, I think. Um, but yeah, uh, I thought I thought it was just interesting because it seems like, it does seem like a trend which these platforms are going into and like, would people be open to like, switch, like if, they, if they knew that their data wasn't being collected and stored, would you pay for it in that sense? I think the thing is, the way that people justify this world now is like, it, my data is not stored here, but it's stored there. It's not. It's, it's just weighing. <laughs> you, you feel like you're in control of your castle, and you're really not. Um, mm. When re none of us are in control of anything, so it's just it's for this false. Um, what's the word? Democracy that we're in. You say no to one thing and be really staunch, like I'm not going to use this, but actually, all your other stuff is out in the out in the streets anyway. Um, I, I'm just really frustrated with the subscription service and it is that just why not have it? I, okay, maybe not. Maybe playing devil's advocate. You've got a business. How do you make money off it in this day and age? And so you- are making a lot of money. No, I know. I've, just, I've said that. I'm just saying maybe if you're, if you're yeah. I don't know, like you're introducing new features and you expect people to pay for them as they roll out. I don't know. I, 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 I and then I suppose if you are making money, why? when do you stop making money? At what price point do you stop making money? Because you've got, I, I'm not, I obviously, the Twitter owners, Facebook owners, Instagram, all the people that own all these big, massive social media platforms, they're all making a pretty penny. However, when do they say, okay, we're not, I don't know, maybe, you know what? Yeah. They don't have to charge now. To be fair, they don't have to charge. As they the business- they don't have to charge. Not for those features. They don't, need to they don't need to charge. Those are features that they should just install and it should just run. There's certain features that you should have to pay for, you know, like if you want to upgrade to certain things. Like Auntie Shade said, I do the same as Spotify because I don't want ads. I pay for it. Yeah. yeah? But, but like Netflix, the increase in your subscription is super frustrating because that by, the, by that time, they've got you. And, you know, at first you start and you're like, that's all right, I'll just have like one or two, was it three people that are able to access my accounts? And then your family starts saying to you, oh, I'm going to use your Netflix. And the next thing you know, you, you want you go to watch something and someone else is watching and, you, and then you up your subscription. And then Netflix change it from $9.99 to $11.99 a month. 
but it's, it's fine for the month. But when you add that all up for the year, yeah. you add up your Netflix, you add up your Sky or your Virgin, you add up your TV license, you add up your Spotify, you add up all these things that you were initially a certain price or free, it becomes a lot. So, but at least with those things, you're actually getting something. I'm getting something from Spotify and not listening to ads. D alt control alt delete should be free on flipping Twitter. It should be. But do you think that, that like it's a way to kind of um so a lot of people like I think like you auntie AK get their news from Twitter, right? Do you know what I mean? Like it's like the number one source of news and that's like for like a, a huge um you know, do you know what I mean, like group of people kind of thing. So is it not like is it is it not just like a um a just way? Does that not give like space for do you know what I mean, that kind of thing? So you haven't that's paying to have access to get the information that you that you want I, the thing is i think the problem is there's just so many subscriptions and that's the problem because mm -hmm. then if, if it wasn't like if everything wasn't a subscription pretty much everything that we depend on wasn't a subscription then you wouldn't you'd be more you would be more inclined which is what we've done isn't it we've been inclined yeah. to pay for this and that what suits us and then we'd like okay but this lot i don't really use but then when you're forced to because I, I pay for sky i don't really watch sky but every so often i want to watch sky because it's easier than watching some of the other platforms i've got netflix i've got amazon i got we got disney well i mean some people i'm sharing and other you know what i mean it just becomes it is as it and as we're all saying it adds up so i think it's just because maybe it's the i don't know i mean again it's like where does it stop because there are some things that are kind of staple parts of your life now that maybe those should be free but what does that mean because not then i could say let netflix and sky be free and other people are like i don't know it's weird it's just I, where I, the I've, got a business, I've got a business say that again i've got a business idea so okay. it's like you just pay a set fee and then you pay 50 pounds and this business gets in all of the various different subscriptions and you've just got one login and you can go on all of the platforms that have subscription. Are you talking models. about it, Auntie Nana? On mm -hmm. air. I don't have the it. funds to fund but this. This is probably you know what? what Amazon are gonna do it. Sorry, were you gonna say Sade? Auntie Sade? Yeah, I think that exists already. I don't know the yeah. name of it, but I'm pretty sure my friend has got that. Yeah, my friend, I was gonna say my friend, I'm lying. There's a black woman who runs screen hits, it's a thing called screen hits, and I can't remember her name. Uh I'll find it. Screen hits, and it's a, a, it's that. It's the bridge to other subscriptions. However, when I saw some of the things, it's like, I, no, I, I, think, I can't remember what her one is, but I've seen another one where you sign up for that, but yet I don't understand where the benefit is. You still pay for the subscriptions or something, or maybe yeah. I drew a huge cost. But... Um, is that Sky? In one place. Is that not just a fire stick or something like that? Yeah. I'm saying... But there's, there's, there's something that they, whatever it was, I looked at it, I was like, well, no, this doesn't benefit me. But somehow there's a business model in what they've done. And it's similar to what you're saying. But I don't know, man. See, I, I'm slightly, slightly off topic, but I have this thing of like, I wish, yeah, that you just had an email attached to your credit cards or your um, whatever you pay with. And no matter what shop you go in, that, that, co that company emails your email. Do you know what I mean? Sends you your receipt. Like just one email attached to your card, and then you can pay. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you get all your receipts, kind of thing. So it's just not all in one place. I wish that that should be possible. It's freaking irritating. Like your shopping email, like 
Yeah. at shopping.com. And every time you pay, it literally goes into your shopping.com space and that's all that we see. That's something that Monzo should do. Yeah. Because it's like, it's all online. So if you're going to send an alert each time I buy something to my phone, you should be able to also fire an email that's with it. the receipt. It would mean that's like a very easy thing to do. I think all the companies would have to agree to that because when you yeah. buy something at Shoe, they will email you your receipt. Yeah. So that's the system that they've got in place. So all the other companies would have to but buy I mean, into that. You have to have an account with every single company that you shop with, which drives me fucking insane. Like, yeah, I hate true. it. So but I just. And all the stuff. Yeah. I hate not being able to shop online without having to register. Yes. yes. I just oh want to buy God. one thing. I want one thing. I don't want all these I other things care. on your site. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, me too. I don't care about your shitty company. I just what, want one thing. What I um, want is for products, like, because I've already talked about it, Photoshop, Adobe, and Audition. Can I just go back to buying the outrare soft, the, the software outright? Let me buy it, because it's like, it used to be like £100 or whatever, whatever package you buy for the year. And if my software is out of date because you've got updates, that's my business. I don't want this monthly subscription because if you want the whole Adobe Photoshop suite, you're paying up to 150 pounds and things like that. That frustrates me. Items that used to be solo products that you just buy outright for yourself are now subscription models, subscription services. It's Everybody knows you make so much money from it. Like yeah. it's just a, it's a, it's a given. I, that's what I want to do. Like everybody needs lip balm would you subscribe to lip balm being sent to you like every 60 days no <laughs> alcohol, one alcohol ones are problematic because there's ones where you can get like gin or something sent to you like every so often look at that or, or you get like care packages like of um different types of uh like not makeup but like Toiletries and things like that. A fruit one. There's a there's a couple. Of fruit yes, ones there. I had fruit one for a while. Yeah, I, I know one of my friends. Their friend gets this one with all the different toiletries in it every month, and they're just paying for it. And they've got boxes and boxes of un unopened things. <laughs> yeah, they're making you feel like you need these. And you know, like if you paired everything back, similarly to work being in lockdown, you realise there's so much stuff you don't need. But then but now they're because now I think maybe they know that people are clocking onto that. There's, we're being a bit because especially whenever there was a crash or we were financially unstable, everyone was like, okay, let's pinch our pennies and be a bit more sensible. That's when subscriptions started to come in. Let's um, get the comments. Okay, so Red Border says if Twitter had a track and trace trolls feature, people will pay for that. Oh, Very good idea. Yeah. And Jeff Schumann says they let the platform be used for free for years then lull you into a false sense of security and then boom payment time and Aquia says this is all about personal responsibility and a certain amount of self-discipline it's about us deciding to have and pay for what benefits us the most yeah but they trap you they lull and, you. and some things are interlinked so it's like without that you need this and without this you need it's long yeah because you start off with the free thing and then you get like Canva, for example. Start off with Canva. I was like, oh, this is cool. I can use it. It's free. Da, 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 da. And then I want to do something, but I got to subscribe. Yep. <laughs> and they got me. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, one of the, it's brilliant. But also, I love it. And I don't mind for it. I don't mind paying for that. I don't mind. That's my point. It was free, yeah. but not for the things that I needed to do. 
And what I'm seeing now is where, like nowadays, not, I hope it doesn't become a thing, where there used to be free, basic, thingy, thingy, pro, now it's basic. And so the first thing is basic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Do any of you actually pay for YouTube? No. Wow, am I the only one? I want to say, I want to, <laughs> I don't know if this is bad. But you've got a channel. I must admit, like, YouTube, honestly, their, their marketing to get you to sign up is, is so intense. Every it's time so intense. Do you want me? Do you want me? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I don't want to see this footage ever again. Thank you. See? Yeah, you're right, though. It is a lot of pop-ups. But you've got a channel, Auntie Nana. So maybe that's it's beneficial no, it's to you. Not for that, it's for what I watch. Like I wouldn't uh, go back. To, I can't go back to not ha not paying now because the ads. Now I just watch something seamlessly. There's no ads. Two ads, you know. Other ways to do that. No, there's some shows that have about six ads, and you can see the little yellow dots. It's like, yeah. and I, I, that those are when I'm just like, ah, oh, mate. See, and I some, don't get all. I don't get any of that. Don't and don't get that. Wait, well. what are you watching though? The that's thing where I, I generally watch all the podcasts. I watch it on YouTube. Oh, okay. But to be fair, there are a lot of things now that, especially if they've got the numbers and all they're popular, even if they don't have numbers, they're just popular. There's, and especially when you start to see the yellow dots, there's multiple, like there's going to be a freaking ad. Um, so that's pushed me, but I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it, YouTube. Don't try me. Don't um, do it, because when you do, you won't go back. It's like, it's you have to carry on. Because I love it in the background sometimes, and then... Like that's not what then it's a freaking ad. That's like it's so different. Uh yeah, exactly. It's Spotify we pay for. Anyway, let's move on to the next section. <clears throat> Aunties know best. Uh, aunties know best. Uh, 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 aunties know best. Aunties, and we know best because they I don't know the rest. I was going to say something. I was, I was going to say something. Where are you going? <laughs> and, oh, you know, that's, that's why I stopped. <laughs> you said you don't know the rest and it did rhyme. Auntie, no best. Auntie Shade. Shade knows where I was going. <laughs> Auntie Shade, come in whenever you're ready. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is group. This group will never work, you know. I think our photo from last night says different. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm like, I'm trying to let people understand the album that's coming soon. But Auntie Shade. Yeah, we need rehearsal and an actual song that makes sense. And so when, when we were talking about warming up and you was like, nip, nip, nip. <laughs> warming up. Okay, Auntie's no best. Auntie Nana, let's go. You're still on mute, sugar bar. Okay, right. I am ready. I loved that little segue in there. That was very much appreciated. Okay, right. So the dilemma is, this is one from the internet. A South Asian woman was left dismayed after her neighbour accused her of forcing her son to eat ethnic food. The confrontation occurred after the mother, given the pseudonym of Linda, asked the woman to watch her seven-year-old boy for a few hours while she attended an important meeting. When Linda dropped off her child, she handed the volunteer babysitter a packed lunch for him to eat, consisting of a vegetable sandwich and orange juice. She also told her not to give him any sweets and he is allergic to almonds. However, when the woman prepared her own lunch of roti and brinjal zibza, 
a type of aubergine curry, the boy called Ben asked if he could take a bite. Goes further on to say, Ben loved this meal. He ate it all and was super full up. So he didn't actually eat his sandwich from the mother. They go home. The mother comes to pick him up. They go home. He talks about his the food that he has. And then the woman goes back to the volunteer neighbor and cusses her out for force feeding her son. Now, aunties, I just want to get you guys thoughts on this. And what would you do if you were a good Samaritan, looked after somebody's child, and then they came back to tell you that you giving them your ethnic food is wrong? <laughs> Auntie Farah. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to come to me first. You know what? Mind your own you. That's what I'd say to her. Don't bring your kid around me again. Yeah. If you want to give your kid dry crackers to eat all day long, that's cool. And your kid could have eaten that, but they chose not to. It's different if like, this is the thing. It's not like her son. I think they were saying that she was trying to make her son a vegan, right? That's what she was promoting, veganism. But the food that the woman gave her, gave her son, wasn't meat. If she gave her son pork chops or lamb chops or some sort of meat or chicken or whatever, then she could have a, the real problem with it. The meal that she prepared, her issue was that it was, in quotes, spicy, in quotes, ethnic. That was her problem with it. So if you've got a problem with ethnic food, why are you bringing your child around someone who you deem to be ethnic? If that's the case, go and bring your child wherever it was that you got the dry crackers from. That's what you do. Go and bring your child around there. You, This woman babysat for free. For free. Your kid was probably like, God damn, that was the best food I ever had. Mm, that ain't no regular cracker. Mm, what is that? Mm, that's not a risk. That's salty. Like, that's what a kid was probably saying. Like, come on. Come on now. You've got, I understand you want to make your son eat well, but what he ate was very, very good food. So, yeah. My thing was, bit, I just say, don't come back to my door. Simple facts. Auntie Shadow. Yes, yeah, so I see this a little bit differently, to be honest. Um, I think, uh, first of all, let me say that the woman's reaction is totally uncalled for. Basically, racist undertones. Is this racist? This racist behaviour, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And she used the situation to as an excuse to display her racist uh, ways, basically. But I do think that um, if the mother has left instructions or the guardian, the parent has left instructions, then you need to follow that. Do you know what I mean? Otherwise, if you can't follow it, then you need to say you can't watch my child. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't know any child in my, that's ever been in my care that I haven't listened and followed what the parents have set out for them. Do you know what I mean? Because you have to respect that. Regardless of if he wants it or not, you don't know what the child is allergic to. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. It's not necessarily like just about being vegan. Do you know what I mean? Like there's 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 all sorts of things. And I just think it's just like a bit of a blur. It's a blatant disrespect. They've kind of disrespected each other, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's right. And just because a child wants something doesn't mean they, 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 they should have it. Like that's not I don't agree with that either. So like, although I, I really disagree with her response and how she handled the situation, but I could see how she could be enraged because the woman didn't follow 
the um the instruction she gave her and that's the other that's the thing it's just like if you're not going to listen to what i'm going to say then just say you can't do it in it do you know what i mean because i'm taking you in your good faith that you're going to do what i want you to do do you know what i mean so otherwise why am i going to go to all that trouble to prepare his food and you're just going to give him something else how do you know you, you don't know anything <laughs> you just don't know anything of his whole routine anything do you know what i mean so like i think it's just but i think like yeah she's a racist so bun her but like in the whole world theory yeah she should have been she should she should have listened to the mother at the end of the day yeah similar um because it's you know what the reaction for me was that the woman's extremely racist and the cheek of it that you weren't you know it suited you to have the brown lady look after your child when you needed in the in a servant's servitude manner but don't feed my you know the little brown food to my child that's just all over racism. And it sounds like she was more angry about that than actually the food. I I, I feel like it's more, the not you know, the, the, the fact that, yeah, the, the child's eating some brown people's food, that sounds more like the issue than if the child's, what if they, if she gave him some tapioca or some like another sandwich uh, on top of the sandwich that she made, would she be as vexed? So there's, there's a little bit of connotation of, there. Well, I mean, we all know we've said that. So that I think it's about, I, I with you, Auntie Shade, in the fact that if I've given instructions, but I feel like there was a bit of a grey area that I don't think the woman was going. I I'm assuming I'm really assuming that the neighbour wasn't going in to say I'm going to break your rules and I'm going to take this food out and give it to your this child regardless. It might have been just a split moment where, okay, you're eating, and um, oh, can I have some? And maybe you didn't feel comfortable saying no because and also that thing where you know like when you think that you're. You know, when you think that you know you're clean, it's a little bit, of, it is a bit of self arrogant. I don't know what the word is, but you know you're clean. You know you cook well. You know that what's in your, there's no meat. I'm assuming that she knew the child, um, what the, she'd had the instruction about what the child was allergic to and wasn't supposed to eat. The woman, the mother didn't say, don't feed them anything else outside of what I've given them. No, no, I'm, um, so I'm just thinking about how the woman would approach that because I am with you in the sense that in general, some, especially when it's not a child that you're used to looking after, just stick to what the parent has said. I definitely am with that. But I know there are some gray areas where it's a bit like, okay, it's okay. Because I want, I'd love to know, like, even if this woman wasn't racist now, if the woman had given the per the child an extra sandwich, would she be vexed? Is that wrong? If the person child has given the if, if the um if the child had eaten a sandwich, eaten a eaten their drink or drank their drink and they wanted more water, is that a problem? So where are the boundaries in? So, what so are you can, I just, can I just say, like, could yeah. she message the mother? Could be that. Could be that. What? What? what, what I mean, I mean if, if the child was hungry and the child was yes, some food, yes. could you message and say your child wants some of my food? Can I give it to them? It's very yeah, simple. That. Yeah, there's that. There's that too. There's that too. I, but I, I literally was thinking in the moment because I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I think it's just for safe to keep it safe. Just don't go out. Don't go out, and especially being a someone who's cooked ethnic food or whatever, and I've got a child of a different culture from in my house. I might not do that, but also I might have a little bit of arrogance like, you know you need some flavor, come taste this food, it'll be good for you. So there's a little bit of that. But yeah, I think respectability and boundaries, just do what the person says. But I'm not, I don't think the woman did something wrong, 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 but I get why the mother might be upset, but this woman sounds like she's vet because she's racist. Auntie Nano. See, when I, I, I was thinking over and I kind of, Similarly to Auntie Sade, I understood the mother's point of view because I was sitting there thinking, yeah, there's certain foods uh, I'm not too comfortable with Indian cuisine 
um, it's not specifically Indian. It's just a few neighbours that I've had. When they're cooking, the smell has literally made me feel sick. There's something in the herbs and spices that are slightly different to the herbs and spices that I'm used to. So, like, in the same way when my mum's um, cooking that sheep, is it sheep skin? And it flipping stinks. Um, like, what's the name? I forgot the name I of it. Think what it's called, but it's that very literally will make me heave. And there's a similar thing. One of my neighbors used to cook, and it had a smell like that. So I generally wouldn't leave my child with a neighbor anyway. But if I had to, and they had eaten something, and I was, I, I, I could understand that knee jerk type of, I gave them food. Why didn't you feed them? But then I think if I have those thoughts about my neighbor, I shouldn't leave my child there. Really, if I'm a bit like, oh, I don't know about the food that you eat, I shouldn't really leave my child with that person. So I, I'm, I'm more, I'm more in the middle. How would you know first time though? How would you know? How would you know that they would, they wouldn't follow your instruction if it's the first time? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I could be pissed about it. So, so for oh, me, you've got to trust them, though, in it. You've got to trust that everything that. I have to trust the person who's looking after my child, whatever you're going to eat, I'm going to be like, that would be fine for my child to eat it unless they had allergies or something. I've got to trust your cooking. I've got to trust your house. I've got to trust that you're clean. So if I'm a bit, mm, I'm not sure about you, then my child shouldn't be there. So, okay. So child, right. So basically, <laughs> I used to prepare, and Auntie AK will vouch for this, I used to prepare all of my daughter's meals. So, uh, like, fresh, everything fresh. So if she was going somewhere, I would have her meal. Like, if she's there for the day, she's got breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever. Like that. And I'm giving it to whoever's babysitting her, right? And I'm, I'm giving that with the under-provisor that they don't have to feel like they've got to go out of their way to prepare what it is that she eats. And then also that, you know, that she's going to not have anything that's got meat in it, right? However, with that said, I think I'm with, I, you've kind of made me see it differently. With that said, I feel like if they were going to give her something that wasn't in the, the lunch bag that I've prepared, they would know the kind of food that I give her. So that's fine. Or, they, if, or if they were unsure, they would ring me. And that's the, those are the things that have happened. So yes, maybe that she should have got a phone call. But my main problem with this is the fact that the woman used the word ethnic food. That's my thing. Because it's not that she said, because I've been, oh, didn't, how come Egypt didn't eat that? Oh, because we had chips or whatever. Oh, okay, cool, isn't it? It's the fact that she used the word ethnic food. She didn't just say, you gave my son food that I didn't prepare for him. She said, you gave my son that ethnic food. It's too spicy. That's what she said. Those were her words. So it's like... She's a racist. She's a racist. And I think that's my main... Like, out of everything, I'm just finding the racism within her words. And that's why I'm like, now nah, bun you. Don't bring your ute around my house. I think, yeah. I, definitely, I think we're all really on the same page. Um, but I, I would just like to... I just would like to know... If the woman gave her a packet of crisps, if like 
what because I think sometimes it is in the instruction because if it's a, if and also it's about the person so if the person's like okay she's got sandwiches and drinking a bag ego there's a tone and a delivery of how you want your child to be looked after as well because you might say I've got this but you might be like you kind of feel I don't know what it is that you know that it's all right I can give you something else but it is something that's a bit maybe I don't know I, I think case by case there's an understanding of the type of person that you're interacting with whether you know that actually that person, I need to call them for every little thing I'm fitting to give their child or do their child, do with their child, take the child, all that type of stuff. Some people you, need, you know you need to check in on everything because of the way that they raise their child. And others, you know that there's kind of like a gray area, like, you know, do you know what? It's all right, they're with you, I trust you, so whatever, whatever. And I think that's the part where you kind of gauge out the person that you're that you're interacting with. I think that's I think you know as parents I, all I think I, you know. I think is what like what what do you guys think about like when um, you see situations where like you dropped off your child, yeah, and then you pick them up and their hair's done or their hair's cut and stuff. And stuff like that. Cut is a deep one. Because cut, cut is different. Cut is a deep one. <laughs> yeah, if someone cuts Egypt's yeah. hair, I'm coming I'm for that. But, <laughs> but, like, I, but, that, but I think that's my point really overall. It's just that, is that someone else's child? It's not your business to be changing anything without permission. That's hundred percent. You do not have consent, so like you need to get consent the consent from the parental guardian. That's what you need to do. I agree. I agree. I I, I agree. I think that it's down to the per you know the person's child whose child you're looking after. There's times when I've had children in my company and I'm just like, I could just do your hair. Um, I could just do your hair, I could just do your hair. And it's again, if I know the mother, if, it, if the mother's busy, I know the mother doesn't like doing hair. There's people that are like, I know I can do that and they're not gonna be offended, but there's also, I could be with myself, well, I can do your child's hair and they might be offended. I might, you know, I've crossed a boundary with them, made them feel some type of way, but just because I might think I'm doing them a favor. So I know that it's all about the person whose child you're looking after. You've just got to know your boundaries with that individual person. Um, yeah, and yeah. Okay. Just Schumann says, very true. However, if the child had an allergy and died, she'd be on the front page of the tabloids. And Antoinette says, I think the mother was wrong for calling out the volunteer babysitter in the way she did. But the mother's views should have been, yeah, the mother's views should have been followed. The mother's racist undertones really came to fore in this situation. Um, and I remember years ago being on a bus and watching in horror as this old lady fed biscuits to a baby tied to its mother's back. The mother was oblivious to the fact that her child was munching away. My thought was, what if the child is allergic to something and this old lady makes her oh. sick and the mother has no idea while the child is sick? Wow. No, that's, that's different though. That's like a stranger <laughs> doing something. That's like that's that's a punctual offence. Like, no. Blatantly, oh, okay. yeah. Honestly, but, do you know what this makes me think of? <laughs> I remember like my gran really struggled with the fact that um, us kids don't eat pork. Like the grandchildren, we don't eat pork, and the great grandchildren don't eat pork. <laughs> One time she was like, "Yes, I'm just making, I'm just making like sausages." And we're like, they're pork sausages, but they're just sausages. <laughs> like, you know that they they don't get it. It's 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 not like she's giving us pig snout, but it's like there's sausages though, right? <laughs> but yeah, now that other thing though, that's 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 a doable offense. That's almost like assault. 
That's like, yourself. Yeah. Thing, you know? like, like, yeah. Let me come and feed the ducks. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Get yeah. out, yeah. get out, get her all the way out. Get the out. Thing is, people do that on London transport, you know. Like the amount of times people would try and offer the boys like popcorn or a sweet, and it's like, what are you doing? That that they're not no, especially when they're really young and they'll hand it to me, and it's like, no, 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 they don't eat sweets. No, they don't eat popcorn. They could choke. Oh, like literally, like what are you doing? There's a shop that I go to near my house, and there's a, a man that serves us, and he's a really nice man, but he's always trying to give my daughter something, and it's like, no, no, and she's like, oh, I'm like, no, I yeah. think we don't need it. It's so dodgy. Like, why are you forgetting? <laughs> Um, let's go to the rest of the comments um, and so Ronald says if I was the Asian woman I would have slammed the door in her face I'd let her stand outside and yell and act a fool and if it went on too long I'd call the police um, uh, Mr Tang says I agree with Auntie Sade but also any child I'm caring for I'm confident I can make decision um, decisions as Ak said and Mr Tang also says the mother is racist she is I was gonna say something I forgot, but yeah, I was thinking about the yeah, no, it's fine, but yeah, yeah. Um, do we have time for another dilemma or are we moving on? We don't no. know, okay, for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. For the culture. <laughs> I'm sure there's like she's doing it for the mimes, people that enjoy mimes. Yes, thank you. Auntie, <laughs> what, if I, what did you do? You laughed through that intro. No, that it was, was, my, it was that a really was my good intro. I feel like you should do a solo. <laughs> For the goddamn culture. <laughs> there you go. That's a remix. Don't at us. Um, <laughs> okay, For the Culture is where we pick up on a hot topic that's got the culture talking and popping and instigating and chatting and all that type of stuff so I, I don't know <laughs> did you guys watch leanne's documentary what's that yes i just put leanne pinnock leanne pinnock formerly um a uh, member of little mix and yeah, um, they haven't broken up you know i've just i've just singled her as, as she's left because she i don't know why i felt like she'd gone rogue no. Okay, well, Leanne is not formally of Little Mix. She's <laughs> very much a part of Little Mix. Um, but she basically recently had a documentary out um, um, about her being the, pretty much the black girl in the group and her experiences of being in a pop group, being the only one of colour, and her awakening to about to race, racism, and how she possibly had been tokenised, and just her, you know, her journey to being realising that she's black, really. Um, did you guys watch the documentary? What did you think about it? And that's about it, really. Auntie Nana. Um, you know, I was really pleasantly surprised and quite moved by her candid um, take on things and what she showed as well, because I didn't feel... It felt really personal. And I thought she was brave for in her position as, like, firmly a pop star, uh that she actually put this issue out there on Front Street that she has felt overlooked and other people dismissed her findings when she would be like, literally, I, I'm, I'm feeling like there's uh, an element of racism in spaces that I'm going into. The fact that the whole team is white and sometimes more often than not, she would be the only black person in the room 
and that was for a 10-year span. Just sharing all of those insights, I'm sure she's the first person to actually go on record saying it and produce something where she's really talking about her experiences. And yeah, I, I was I was really proud of her. I what I I would have loved a moment with her and um Scary Spice. I think that there just would have been such a, a just a different type of slant on them both being so famous, but also like Scary spoken about it before, but this is in recent times, just not really being seen or appreciated by the fans in the same way that the the co-singers were. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was proud of her for doing that. I I felt like it was a shame that she was thrown under the bus along with Rochelle, but maybe that was good promo because more people were watching it to see what she had done. But I was proud of the, what she put out. I thought it was a good, it was a good documentary. And I hope for some other young pop stars coming up, they don't go into this with rose-tinted glasses like she did and then kind of get their confidence knocked in different various ways. So she did well. I enjoyed it. It's, it's worth a watch. Auntie Shadow. Okay, so I watched it. Um, I did like it. I thought it was a, gen- a very good documentary for BBC Three. I thought it was pretty well thought out. I liked all the different angles and... Uh, it really did feel like we were literally discovering it as she was discovering it. So very well done. Um, and yeah, my my um, my thoughts, things that stood out to me. Let me let me say there um, is that it's not really uh, the way it was kind of positioned before. It was like, oh, she's like doing a documentary on colorism, and it that wasn't the whole thing. Like they didn't talk about colorism until halfway through. Do you know what I mean? I really liked the conversation she had with um, Alexandra Burke. I can't remember the other lady's name. Um, Ray and Keisha. 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 I really want to know more from Keisha. I really, really that mm. that was like, oh my god! I just want more of this. You know what I mean? I would love to see like the full edit of that conversation. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure there was like lots to give there. Um, although she kept on saying that the whole band is with her. It was very, very notable that Perry mm-hmm. was not there, not there only in a song. She was only seen in a songwriter capacity on a video link. Um, I think that it would be interesting to see how that's explained. I thought it spoke volumes that her um, record label did not come to the table and talk to her um, on camera. They gave all the excuses, all the all the. the it's just such corporate bullshit excuses that I was just see. I was just like, oh my god, this is. This is this this is 101 of diverting away from the issue and not dealing with the issue. And like, oh, he's we're gonna give a million um globally. Uh, globally, what about the UK? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? How much are you giving here? Where are you spending it? What's gonna happen? How what's your fuck like what is it? It's just ridiculous. I was just yes, that was insane. And I really because you know, being from a corporate having a corporate background, like I can I can see it really resonates. I really thought that. You know what, her fiance, I wasn't expecting much, but he, I think he let the side down. Honestly, like, I think he let the side down. That was a moment, he could have taken that moment and really done something, but he 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 chose not to, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? But so, don't you think he was vexed? He was, yeah, he was mad that he's even he was mad, isn't it? He was just like, <laughs> 
Mm, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, because people in Jamaica don't like dark skin. What are you talking about, bruv? Like, it just, it just uh, was very frustrating, very frustrating. Like, like, and also there was no, it, it was almost like the way, the, let me say, the way it was edited, he wasn't really taking responsibility. There was no real accountability of like, this is what I've done was wrong and I'm sorry for it now. Do you know what I mean? Like, even though you've apologised in the past, but let's see this here in this new space that you're in. Let's see how much you've grown because your words were insane. But then also as well, sorry, I'm talking a lot, but also as well, I just thought like, it's interesting the dynamic of your relationships for both for, from both of their perspectives anyway. Do you know what I mean? That you're still here, really and truly. So I think that at some point, maybe they will have to unpack that. Um as well but I thought it was really I thought it was very very interesting um yeah and I also thought the management company is fucking out of order because when she was with um Emma that presenter what was her name I can't remember and they they were yeah and they had three fans when there's four of them are you taking the fucking piss are you taking the piss you let this happen do you know what I mean like That's out of order. That's out of that shows a lack of care because they know what those young people are going to say before they get into their room. You you know this, but you just didn't care about Leanne enough. You didn't care about the black girl enough. Do you know what I mean? So I just thought that was very, you know, to see that that uh, because it's so easy to explain away that situation. It's so easy to say, oh yeah, but we only had space for free. Oh, we didn't know what they was gonna say. Oh, do you know what I mean? That kind of thing where actually that is a violent act. That is a very violent act. And that is those kind of things that happen over and over and over again that damage our psyche at the end of the day. So yes, I was impressed. There was a lot in it and I think everyone should watch it. Auntie Farah. Well, I haven't watched it, <laughs> but I will after that. After that review, Auntie Sade, I'm going to get on BBC iPlayer straight away when we're done here, and I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm just trying to pick on some of the points that you guys made. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, at the time of the whole Rochelle thing, I thought it was quite unfair that people were lumping these two together when they didn't know what she was going to say. There was a documentary that was out before. And she was on it with her parents and she was basically saying to them, she was pulling them up about why they didn't have certain conversations with her when she was growing up. I can't remember the documentary, but she was on it with her parents and she was like, I think Rochelle was on it as well with um, her husband. Yeah, she was. There was a few black people. I can't remember the name of the documentary, but um, yeah, so she was pulling her parents up about not having conversations with her and not her not really understanding certain things. And I don't know how far she went because I haven't seen the documentary in pulling up her fiance but I think that it's important that she does say something to him because they're about to have a child and they're gonna have to teach that child some stuff because they're not having a white baby so they're gonna have to make sure that that child is aware of their community and what that means and the diversity within that community and how people external of that treat them and the privileges that they may have because of the complexion of their skin so or, or may not have so I think it's important that she holds him accountable for anything that he said in the past and that they address that as a couple. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all I can say because I haven't seen it, but I will definitely watch it. I'll give it a go. Yeah, I must say I was impressed by, by it as well. Um, 
and it was the, the parents' conversation. She did. She she had a similar kind of um, conversation with her parents. It didn't go deep enough in that respect either. But it just again highlighted that they didn't do. They didn't say enough. And I think that both her parents are mixed race. And when she she started crying at the table when she was talking to them about what she didn't know and how she was you know the rude awakening that she had in this exploration. And the mum was a little bit more like well. Not, I don't know if it was defensive, but she there was something that she was more like. It, we did what we needed to do. We just it just it just we just we just didn't talk about those things. But the dad seemed really. He looked physically guilty. Like, yeah, I should have done more. And there was, there was something in that dynamic. And I think that would be a very interesting dynamic because I'm sure they've had their own things to navigate. But the dad actually, to me, looks kind of Asian as well. So I wonder what his existence has been like, being a mixed race guy, possibly appears Asian and all that type of stuff. And the mum, yeah. So that was really interesting. And with um, Andre, her partner what i felt is and like i said i always say it there's never ever this conversation when it comes to colorism and the men that drive it and i feel like what would have been a good and if they if they're listening to a part two andre sit down with his footballer and some industry guys and have that conversation because we've not had that we have never had a bunch of black men talking about their issues with shade at all it's always dismissed and it's always seen as a dark-skinned girl's victimized problem but there's, a, there's something that comes from the men, no matter what, it comes from the men and that's never discussed. So what would be good for him to redeem himself, to really look like he meant it and he was on some journey, journey of explanation, exploration and apology um, is do that. I think that he should do that because that conversation wasn't enough and he made stupid comments and it was just ridiculous. But however, I was, I thought she was, you know what got, got it for me was that she was authentic. I could sit like, as you said, I know, you could really see her emotions and her pain and she just seemed really genuine. And I think that's what, not to come, I don't want to do this comparing thing, but that's why Rochelle fronting the um, the Mothers in Labour documentary, the Dispatches episode, it just didn't work because there was no connection to the narrative. This was um, Leanne's personal story and it seemed real and not even seemed real, it was real. And she was just authentic and you just believed in her. You really believed her. If we're talking about, you know, light-skinned women fronting stories and shows, it's not that, it's, it was never about Rochelle being light-skinned in that respect, also is more also about the connection to the story because Leanne possibly, you know, I mean, anyway, you know what I'm saying? But what I found after the um, documentary was there was a couple of people that were like, this documentary was terrible. And people were still like, yeah, why is a light-skinned woman um, girl fronting this conversation? And it wasn't deep enough and she didn't go further. And I, I was surprised because obviously I'm, well, I, I was watching it to, to catch her, not catch her out like that, but to see if they made a mistake, BBC Three made a mistake, but I felt like they did really well. And what I wasn't expecting, and I don't, <laughs> I think I said this to someone and then the person I was speaking to said, what about coming to America? You know, when people were saying they didn't expect coming to America to be good, they allowed it. But I wasn't saying it like that. And I, I wasn't, I, and I don't know, maybe I'm being hypocritical, but it wasn't that I'm allowing this documentary because it was shit and what else did I expect? She did better than I expected, but I also understand it's a BBC Three, doc, BBC Three documentary. It's not... A who do you think you are special? It's not David Olisogo for Channel 4 doing a delve into racial history. This is a pop star who doesn't make documentaries. She's finding herself. It's her own personal story. So I wasn't, and I, yeah, no, yeah. I wasn't expecting a deep, deep documentary from her. So I don't think I'm undermining it like coming to America. But I don't know what you guys think um, about some of the people who've had ne negative things to say about the documentary. I think it's always important what they do after they make these documentaries as well and the journey that they go on. 
And, you know, she has now done this charity, hasn't she? Yeah. She started a charity that is going to support existing charities and community groups delivering to support the black community. And I think that's her way of, I don't know, Auntie Sean is looking a bit sceptical maybe, but um, yeah. I, do, I, I do feel like, don't just make this documentary, get your story out and then disappear. I feel like you, you've done this. Like we said with the Rochelle, and again, it's not a compa comparison in terms of their presenting skills. It's just what happens next? What do you do next to support the cause of what it is that you're presenting to us? I do, I do, I do think, like, I was a bit like, okay, like, do you know what I mean? Like, because number one, like, Perry's can be tacked right off, right off as well. I'm not saying that she's doing it for um, any reasons, but they are that too. Um, do you know what I mean? And and it seems like a very kind of like, oh, let's. This is a nice way to round it up, round round things off as well. Um, like you could just donate to the the companies. You could just be like an advocate um, for so different different charities anyway. Do you know what I mean? Like we don't sometimes not to say that everyone needs to work together or whatever, but like we don't necessarily always need another charity to kind of like get through this message. Like what. What really needs to happen, and, and I'm not asking her to do this, but one example would be if you set demands for your for your record label and they don't meet them in a certain amount of times and you find another record label, there's that. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's just like really making like very powerful statements about who who's making money with you at the end of the day. That 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 is a more... You know, it, that, that's a big ask, especially for someone who's clearly on the beginning of this journey. Do you know what I mean? Like she's been in the bubble for like, as she said, for like nearly 10 years um, where she, you know, she hasn't thought about these things. And, you know, the average, I would say the average black person has to deal with this on a daily basis. So I can't, I can't expect her to um, make drastic changes, um, do you know what I mean? Because she's still in that world. She still signed, she still has a career, do you know what I mean, that kind of thing. So, so, so there's that. But she, you know, and it will probably, you know, who knows what's going to be the outcome of this. Obviously, two of them are pregnant uh, in the group. So will there be a little mix after this? Who knows? Do you know what I mean, that kind of thing? Will this be Many mix. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Maybe, but yeah, I just think it's. I, I thought it was really interesting. And just quickly with the with the parents, I I think it's. I think that that's an example of like what not to do. Do you know what I mean? By not not saying anything and not addressing stuff because you don't prepare your children. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like she was thrust into like such an extreme position, and you know that can break a person if they're not prepared. So I feel like you know they need to unpack that as well. Do you know what I mean? Well, in a way, they did exactly, not even in a way, they did what the record company was doing. So when she's feeling I'm not enough and I need to work harder and I need to work harder, they were kind of being like, you're in a really fortunate position, yeah. Leanne. Like, work harder, just keep going, there's nothing wrong. Mm -hmm. And I picked up on that as well. It's like her mum, in the clip that they showed, seemed to be like yeah but we was encouraging you like it was still a bit dismissive like you were in such a fortunate position Leanne we just wanted you to keep on going and just work hard and I could see her dad especially when she was crying was a bit more like but we've basically done exactly what our parents did yep. they didn't wow. they didn't back us up in any way they didn't actually give us space when we're saying things aren't right 
It was just work twice as hard and keep going. And we did the same to her. It, it, I, I at least really appreciated her dad just reinforcing this isn't the way to do it because then you have this child who is is thinking I'm really not as good as these girls and I don't know why because I'm working my butt off and I'm still not getting anywhere because everybody's keeping the system going. Definitely that scene where it was like, who's your favourite? I felt like that was such a it's something that they do. I, f- I really feel like it's it's a, it's a part of breaking somebody down. Yeah. Like there's a system to it. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's not mindless. You would know there's three people and you would know who they're going to say their favourite is and you're going to reinforce that Leanne is a part of the Black Sheep Brigade. There's a reason why it's called the Black Sheep. Like you you just keep it going. You You have her doing photo shoots and there's nobody that's black on the team doing her makeup or anything as well. It's just all of that. Like we're we're gonna make this like it's it's colourless in some way, but all the colour that we're seeing is white people. And so you're not represented in any way. I really liked the talk with the guy, the choreographer. Yeah, because he, like, yeah. he probably spotted this girl is clueless. <laughs> she thinks yeah. she's on the same and- level as her bandmates. But I thought it was honest of Leanne also saying that um, I felt it was rude when you said yeah. that. Because sometimes when you tell people the truth, they, they're like, why are you telling me that? Because they're not mm-hmm. ready to hear the truth yet. I, I think it's a really good documentary. And I I think sometimes women um, like gunning other women. And that's all I was seeing in groups when there was this level of, I don't think she had done enough. For her position, she could lose her career on this. Like This isn't a small thing that she's done. She's raised her head above the parapet and actually called some people out and her record label. Yeah. That's a huge thing. She's young. She's pregnant. She, it's, it's not a small thing that she's done. And to be like, no, she needs to do more. You're just hating on another woman. Like You want her. And sometimes I do think there is a brigade of people that really want famous people to be flogged like literally like there's yeah. there's an envy in their position like they should actually like bear everything and lose it as well there was yeah it's it's a weird dynamic of people that are criticizing somebody who was going out on a limb and not being able to appreciate that what this person has done nobody has done before her for a reason and what she's done should be celebrated and supported from all shades of black women. We should all be like, this is a good step for somebody in her position to do. Let's get the comments. Oh. Right, so we have, um, Miss Latang says her parents were so honest also, that was a difficult conversation too. And Candice was referring to that program where the people were talking to their parents and Rochelle was on it as well. It's called The Talk on Channel 4. And Mr. That's it. Goes on to say, definitely, but it was very clear that he's not on that journey. I think that's in regards to her her partner. And the queer says, colorism comes from men and women, unfortunately. Black women telling their daughters that they should be, they would be prettier if they were lighter. Colorism is a feature of racism and should be discussed in that framing. I definitely agree that women do it. I just feel like we will talk about it in some way, shape or form. And that, that conversation, I haven't seen it yet from men. I have not I seen love it to see in that. a really frank discussion because no matter, especially if you're 
um, a heterosexual woman, the, the patriarchy is real in your space. Do you know what I mean? So, and it shapes a lot of things and a lot of decisions that you make. Um, I was gonna, I was waiting for the comments. I was gonna talk about Frank, um, Beyonce's choreographer who made those comments. And it was interesting. And it, I think the same thing happened to, which one is the one who was Arab, who I did not know was of um, was was eth was had ethnic. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. She's mixed. No, um, and she, you know, what's her name? Which one is she? Not Jesse. Not. Yeah. Not she. Is she called Jesse? No. No, no not Jesse. Um, what's her name? I can't remember what her name is. Because she she so, was on a similar documentary as well. Where she was talking about with, with her mum and how she's yeah. embraced her Arabic roots yeah. now. So that's what she was saying now in this um in this conversation. But it's like it's interesting what the parents have done to Leanne is that whole thing of it's that false. I think I was going to come back to that in my notes. It's that false confidence and not. And I think it made me think that when do you break a child in? Because I can under, I to defend the parents a bit. You just want to protect your child from the harshness of the world. But unfortunately for black children, that's just you just can't do that. But it's sometimes you just want to protect them from knowing too much because they it's all it's either it's a weightlessness, isn't it, when you just can exist and not be bogged down with the fact that I'm black or I'm this and people are gonna hate me. But then but isn't, isn't, it form, isn't it a form of gaslighting though? No, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's just, I'm, you know I'm just, what I mean? Because the moment she they won, or did they win that Twitter? They did win that Twitter, right? Like the moment she got thrust into that career. To be honest, if they hadn't had the talk then, that's the point, you have the talk. Do you know what I mean? So you just prepared. And if, you know, or, or like, try I don't think someone, if you don't feel like you're equipped, like try, I, I know it's difficult, but like, yeah. I I, 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 just say, I was just saying that, I just don't, because it looks like the, I'm making assumptions again, so excuse me, parents, but it had, they even had dealt, done the work themselves. But it's just... No this is the thing no, is like, like so from what you're saying auntie Strada, it would make sense that at some point the parents are like you know what we've got to prepare you but the, it's like the i don't know i don't want to pick pit the parents against each other but it did seem well they both did it they both wanted to protect their little girl from the harsh of the world and maybe they'd coasted through i don't know but I, that what's really stood out for me and i really I, 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 don't think, I don't even think you need to break your child in i think once the experiences start arising there's a level of empathy that you understand yeah. what this is. And the response isn't, you're really fortunate, pick yourself up and keep on working. Like right. there's a, a level of, you know what, what you're experiencing is, is really real. Like this mm. is, this is a part of the world. And then maybe you all read a book together or you go seeking something, but actually just telling her like, it's not that. That's not on as her parent. It, I I think that for anything that she could have come back and been like, I'm experiencing this. I'm being bullied. These guys are harassing me. It's not you're in a fortunate situation being a pop star, like chin up, keep on going. Yeah. That's yeah. that's not okay. Just as a parenting thing, it's not okay to kind of do that to your children. Did she say she used to came home and brought those stories home, or did? Well, she did. She did yeah. say that, that. She said her parents were in those times. That's what she said. So, like, I don't know. I just, I, I just wanted to add as well. It's just like we're talking about from like a, well, obviously the documentary is about like from a, a, a colorism and race perspective and everything like that. But that you know, on top of that, because they're pop stars, there is sexism. Whatever you want to call it, do you know what I mean? Like they all suffer. You can see that in their sizes. Do you know what I mean? They're all kind of like suffering from that too. So I can't imagine 
what that must be like. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's that's just, why um, Jesse left. Just, it, oh God, I don't know all the names. One yeah, yeah Jesse. Exactly, because yeah. she got severely bullied. She got bullied from the jump. From the yeah. jump. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she did. Um, I, I suppose I wanted to touch on Ray passing, I, and I think again, I think this brought out conversations that not Ray. Yes, was it is Ray the the one who was. The, the dance singer, it was her name Ray? In the women's house? Oh, she was passing for white. Sorry, my oh. Did you think I said she passed? Yeah, yeah. that's what I was like, what? That's what I think you were. Guys, what am I saying so wrong? She passed, sorry. She passed as in she white passed for white. Yeah. Sorry, white my bad. My yeah. bad. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. I didn't. I was like, what am I, what am I saying? You guys are looking at me like, what did I say wrong? Her name's Ray, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. I don't think that's ever also come up in conversation in a way, because I, I didn't know she was, um, I don't think no, I even. I knew she was mixed. I didn't know her, I actually didn't know her. I she didn't know her. On, I think she's half an AM. Yeah, she's got some tracks out there. She's, I, 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 I think she's cool. Um, and she's on, um, she's got tracks with D-Block at the moment, D-Block Europe at the moment, and Ferrari. Do you mean Ray, the one that's, it, the, the and she did it, Ray. That's out there doing loads of things. That is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Documentary. Yeah. yeah. I've just always assumed she was mixed. Well, she said. Uh, so she, said she hid her racial. She hid. She hid behind her racial ambiguity by leaning towards being white. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. She fair enough. That. She said she doesn't. If people assume that she's white, she wasn't going to correct them. She doesn't she say. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh. That was very honest of her to say. Yeah. Very honest, very honest. You yeah. know what I mean? A lot of people don't don't have that conversation, especially in public forums and stuff. Exactly. I think it's just it's just it's just really sad that the state of play is still to this day like you, you do you know what I mean? Like exactly. There's no there's really not many dark skinned female uh, artists at the moment, apart from what Ray Black, Miss Banks, do you know what I mean? Like but it's like a handful rappers. Yeah, but I couldn't think of any R and B singer. Well, Ray Black singer. Yeah, but yeah, she's probably the. But only she's not that big. No, she isn't. It's a level because there's there's some at a kind of middling level, but it's like yeah. we're talking about superstar blow up the charts. Yeah. We don't have one at the moment. No, and I think again the same person I was speaking to was like it was potentially disrespectful to say there weren't any when we had Keisha and Alex and now in Nao in the room. But I was like, but. The levels of power that they command, and do but you? They're past as well. They're not they're, now. Yeah, exactly. So we just they're, they're, or, or, to be honest, their career's almost been cut short because of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Because they should be able to come back every year. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> and bring out something new. You know, but like and all like like I said, I really want to hear more from Keisha. I, yeah. I really want to know yeah. that. I feel like I'm definitely brought up with Sugar Babe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, that was like. The call that that was the group that was like okay yeah that's me do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. it really re reflected London to me um, in that group and stuff I just thought their sound was cool but like I just think like that that whole conversation I, I thought it was just pretty powerful yeah let me just say yeah, yeah. Um, let's get the rest of the comments. Okay, um, so Jeff Schumann says, colorism comes from the colonialism and the ingrained notion of white is right. Unfortunately, yeah. we are now able to both challenge and discuss this cause and effect. 
Um, Aquia says, unfortunately, we as black people suffer from racism, but we don't necessarily understand what it is or how to teach children to navigate the racist society successfully. It's not yet a proven science. And it's the same reason why mothers are not always able to shield or prepare daughters successfully for sexism. And Ronald says, I didn't see the documentary, but this is a really good discussion. Thank you. And Jeff says, would Beyonce be so popular if she was dark? No. No. Oh. She would not. Well, I think with Destiny Child, we had the example. Kelly yeah. is, yeah, is as talented, really, and probably, yeah. I would say, has way more personality. She's got way more personality. She's extremely no. talented. You can see no, she can, yeah, she hasn't that's what even been given the tracks. She, she really absolutely has not. Kelly, Kelly is brilliant. an amazing yeah. singer. Kelly is an amazing singer. She's got way more. I, I feel like she's got more personality than Beyonce. Maybe she's more. Know. I feel like she's more um, personable. Person, yes, yeah. she's more personable. But that could just be because Beyonce's been trained to be this. Yeah. Beyonce's had a different. You life. know, this certain way in front in public, and we've discussed that before. But. Beyonce is still Beyonce, man. And I'm not saying that if she was, I'm not, I'm not saying that if she was darker skin, she would be as big. I think that you're absolutely right about that. But her talent, if you look at her talent, you can't say that her talent is the same as Kelly's. I'm no, sorry, she's different. But the thing is, why is there not space enough for both of them? Why is there not space enough for more? Yeah, you know, you're right. Be more Beyonces, to be honest. But you're right. They do they pick one, and that's everything is funneled towards them. That's what you only had to watch their videos to see it, didn't you? So, yeah. and also it's a great because even the grooming that Beyonce went through to ensure that you she was that pinnacle of light skin, successful beauty. There's a lot of stuff that went into crafting Beyonce in her image as well. Even down to having blonde hair, it's, there's there's things, there's little things for her to appear not too ethnic and be, and be the superstar that she is. Well, she could be any race at one point. That's what I'm saying. It's true. I'm just looking at you because I dye my hair. So, like, no, no, but I'm not. You dye your hair and your hair's afro. Have yeah. you ever seen Beyonce? Like, there's there's certain specific things that they do on purpose to yeah. make you way more palatable yes. for a wider audience. And Beyonce has yeah. been that middle road. So she's black. But for a while, yeah. he was very <laughs> Michael Jackson. Let's say this Michael Jackson. Like, he literally changed his whole self to be more colorful. <laughs> listen, listen, you're absolutely right. And that's why there were very many people who were offended when Beyonce made Lemonade. Because they were like, well, we didn't think you were that type of black person. We thought you were this type of black person. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. she knew that she could, like as everyone says, you get political after when you made your where they can't mess you over. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Which is fine, and men have it different. Even though Michael, I think Michael Jackson's issue was way is stemmed from a lot of the stuff at home, obviously. But men have it different because you can have dark skin men everywhere, but yeah. maybe certain categories and I'm stuff. Not like that, that big. Which dark skin man is as big as Michael Jackson, or Beyonce level? What like a singer? Yeah. Mm. No, there really but hasn't none, been. Like men, or, men or, but like light or dark though, really. But rappers and stuff, they're all but dark. Rappers. Apart but from R and B, you know, and Chris Brown. No, I can't believe you didn't jump in and say Chris Brown. Because Chris Brown isn't as big as Beyonce. He's no, not. No, no. But he's it's not but, like Chris Brown's big, but he's not like when you're talking about but not Beyonce. You, Auntie Charlie's right. We're talking Michael Jackson levels. I'm yeah. saying I, I think that's not a shade thing. I think that's just because I think 
No, I think it is. Do you know what I mean? Because, I think they're stopped. Do you know what I mean? That they can't be that big. You okay. can't have a dark-skinned person. Like, you know, if you're going against white supremacy, you could not have a dark-skinned person with that kind of influence and power around the world. That's okay. really interesting. Fair enough. Because I've always, I've, I always had that men have it different. Um, and I, yeah, because an R&B singer, because I'm thinking about pop R&B singer, can't, yeah, no, no, no black men. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Usher's not Beyonce. No, Usher's not big enough. No, 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 he's not. He's not. That's what I mean. Like, you don't, like, this, yeah, there's no one at that level. Prince would like to. Mm -hmm. um, Jeff Schumann says, black performers in America could not appear on TV in the 50s unless their hair was straight. Yeah. Um, and then Ronald actually suggests John Legend. He's light skinned. He's yeah, yeah. he's I mean, not Beyonce level. But he's not Beyonce level. The weekend is also not the weekends either. Weekends. <laughs> no, he's not Beyonce level. <laughs> These people are they're not Beyonce level. Like you know I didn't have Beyonce. I, I forgot about Beyonce Superstardom, but I just felt like the top the top male artist is a dark skinned rapper, isn't it? That's what who's I was thinking. Who, who are you saying is the top one? I think but the a top is Drake, and I say that. Oh, oh gosh, Drake is Drake. And the reason why Drake is so big is because Drake. he is palatable. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's palatable, yeah. isn't he? He's the yeah. right shade. He has the right kind of music. It's not offensive. He's not, he's not, Um, it, what's the word? He doesn't seem like he's got, he's not aggressive. No. He's not asking, no. I forgot, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot, I forgot. That's why Drake is so frigging big. Yeah. And also, that's why Eminem came and blew out the water as well. Yeah, yeah. true. I mean, I, I said about Eminem, people will argue. <laughs> you can't say <laughs> you can't say Eminem's not the greatest rapper because people will say that you're hating. But he's the greatest rapper because he's not in my top ten. He's not no. But people like even what who was it? What, stupid was I'm it? Drake's the greatest rapper. Who 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 who? Did you say Mara? I was saying, but people say that Drake is the greatest rapper, yeah, and we all yeah. know that he's not. He's just the, maybe the most popular. Yeah, he is. What he do you think? If, so if, if Tupac, but well, he was he would be old now. So I wonder now because there was a shift. Because after Tupac and Biggie went, then that was it. There's like no more. But do you, do you, do you see? Yeah, 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 no more. That age took them out. Yeah, you so know what I'm saying? Because the power of Tupac you know what I'm was saying. Um, and talking about rappers. Who positions of power and then maybe been toppled off? <laughs> ah, boy. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know about Joe Biden's podcast and the debacle and the nonsense and the craziness that's happened with him. I think Nana, I'm going to hand over to you as an avid fan and listener, <laughs> an avid listener. An I avid mean, fan. I swear it was last week where I was. It was in my glads or somewhere along there that they had all got back together. That was short lived. Um, yeah, so it started off with Joe Budden firing his co-host Rory and Mar um, in a rant that I listened to the fullness of his rant on Patreon because he's got my money for this month. And so then Rory and Mar came back and were saying that actually their beef with Joe is they have a partner share in the company, in the podcast, and Joe was giving them checks, but wasn't giving them access to the accounts. So they didn't actually know 
what money was coming in and what deals were on the table. They were just being given checks for things. Fast forward on to yesterday. So he's got all of that going on. Olivia Dope does a, a video and Olivia Dope was a part of See The Thing Is podcast and she left in January and she's so a few months later has done a, a an Instagram live where she spoke about being sexually harassed by Joe Budden on an episode and she charted all that had gone on that the various different things that he had said to her and so that's the latest thing in the Joe Budden saga is he's lost his co-host and now he is being accused of sexual harassment against a black woman. Guys, what do you think? Do you think that he can actually survive all of these things and still maintain his kind of on the rise mogul status or is this the end for Joe Budden? Auntie Farah. Not me first, no. <laughs> Auntie Shade. Um, okay, so do I think he can survive? I think before... Um, DJ Olivia Pope, dope, sorry. <laughs> I see what she's done. <laughs> I see what she's done. I just got that. Um, before she um, uh, revealed um, what had happened to her, uh, I would have said yes, because I think that uh, in these situations, usually all it takes is, and I think that Joe is one of these types of people to do this, is like, you know, a seemingly heartfelt apology do you know what I mean? And everyone will just carry on because he's owned up to it. Do you know what I mean? And like, you know, he's he's seen the error of his ways. Um, but I think that her her statement, um, although it's still allegedly at this moment, like is just very damning. Do you know what I mean? It's it's very damning. And and this goes back to, you know, what I was saying about it's not just the person, it's also the other people, right? Do you know what I mean? If no one has reported this to HR. And do you know what I mean? That kind of thing, or no report, or nothing has been flagged, then you also need to, you know, do you know what I mean? Like either help resolve the situation or you need to be held responsible. Um, because no, no, no woman should have to go through that. That's that's just ridiculous kind of thing. And I I have no sympathy for men that do this sort of thing at all. And you know, even if you know, she doesn't appear to me, but even if uh, this lady was a hoe, for example, you still don't have the right to do that. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. And I think that that is, there is that misogynistic line with Joe that, you know, women are disposable, they're bitches, they're hoes, do you know what I mean? Kind of thing, all of that. And that he can just treat them anyhow. Um, well, not today, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And like, if this is the if if this is the part of his de demise, then so be it. Do you know what I mean? Like it just has to. It, it, people need to learn to stop committing this behavior. Stop perp like perpetuating this behavior. Like it just needs to stop. Like there's no there's no play. Hip hop is not an excuse anymore. We're not there. Do you know what I mean? Like we're not. You're not a pimp. This is not what this is. If you're gonna make major money moves that affect you know millions of black people, then you need to be responsible. You actually do, and you cannot be acting so frivolous with your with your position. Like, it's, it's, it's enough, so so be it if, if this is your downfall. 
to be honest. Um, yeah, he needs, he, he needs, you know, if this is true, he needs to learn a friggin' lesson. In terms of the co-host, I think, um, uh, if, in terms of the co-host, I think that uh, paperwork, man, that's the thing. I think it's. I think. I think it's always key to get that sorted. And also, you can't be preaching that, and then yours isn't sorted. Do you know what I mean? Like, you need to take that bit of responsibility as well. Like, take that L. Do you know what I mean? In in your rant, you, you're free to rant, but in that, take that L as well. Um, yeah, I just. I don't know. I, I, I really. I, I don't know with these guys, but hopefully, this will um, clear a space for people who are more responsible that can do great things. Also like the aunties um um uh i feel like a lot of people a lot of people play fake mogul and they get in positions of power and like yeah i'm a boss and i got this and i got that but you you haven't read the small print and again we talk even with the no clark situation and past situations we've talked about people who are in positions of power especially black people who forget that you are not the master of your destiny you can you get so much control um you get so much control, perceived control, but you're never, ever, ever, ever in 100% control in an industry that's not built by you or for you. So you should always do your due diligence. You need to have your paperwork in place. Um, and that regard, that's to everybody involved. Um, and, and sometimes, and someone like Joe Budden, who's been in the game from day, he's been in it long enough. And we're not talking about young people who are coming to fresh and, you know, maybe blow up quickly. Maybe when Joe, at the beginning of his career, when he was young, fresh and off the streets or whatever, I don't know what his background is, all that type of thing. Um, and you didn't know about the contracts and lawyers and all that type of stuff. At this point, where you are and where you've game changed the podcast industry for, in a way, how you've done that, but yet you, this little thing, you, this, you, everything comes falling down because of um, this silly discrepancy when it comes to the co-hosts. And then when it comes to um, DJ Olivia Pope, I, I, I don't want to say, it's so weird, I was saying I loved what she said and how she said it. And I don't want to even say that to make it feel like anyone who's been through that has to have a pitch perfect video. But if ever you wanted to know how to do something, maybe watch Olivia's um, video as at least some guidance. Maybe that it's not saying that you could do it however you want to do it. I have some guidance on how to deliver that because, sorry, I've got thrown, sorry. Um, the way that she delivered her video and told, explained how, explained how, um, what happened between her and Joe, detailing every minute, every section on the video and what happened on that episode, I think was just, it just made you, um, sorry, <laughs> it just made me understand her, her situation a lot more and feel for her. And I think, I don't know if Joe will bounce back or not, because that's another thing, guys can do things and get away with it. And that's the part, there's not that real full accountability because if he's held accountable by the streets, it, they're gonna be pissed off of him and then move on to the next. If Olivia's accusations go any further, and it might, I guess if she brings charges, that's the next thing. I think she said lawyers are involved, right? And stuff like that. So if it goes anywhere like that, then maybe he'll have, he'll, it'll, cause it's hard cause it's on the record as well. It's documented, it's there to live on forever as she even said in her video. So um, maybe he'll get charges against him and see where that goes. But otherwise I'm not hopeful because he could do what he does. He's, he's got this charm. That's why people are following him. That's why I couldn't listen to his podcast. I just find his, the way he talks was too much. I couldn't listen to him. I, I don't like the way he talks about women or two women. I didn't like it and I couldn't listen to it. And I kind of like that kind of hip hop energy, that energy that 
someone like Joe Biden can give, but he was just too much this time around. I couldn't listen to his podcast. Auntie Farah? Um, okay, so firstly, I, I can't say I'm surprised by any of his behaviour. I can't, I can't say that I am. He's always seemed that kind of, again, I'm going to use the word misogynistic type of character. If you look at how he's talked about women, the relationships that he's been in, I, I can't say that I'm surprised by it. Unfortunately, I feel like he's doing this thing where it's damage control. He's come, he's come out, he's apologised, he said, I'll remove this, I'll look into this, I'll do all of that. But that's because he's trying to save his brand. I don't know if he actually genuinely feels sorry for anything that he's done or, or it's just literally damage control so i think i think we have to also look at the people that we hold to these sort of sorts of levels how high we hold them and the regards that we hold them in we have to look at them as people away from it's all well and good i think one of you said it, it's all well and good talking about own your shit own your shit and all of this type of stuff but if you don't read the small print yourself you, you've got to be able to back what you, you've got to be able to back what you say you've got to be able to you know live live by the rules that you're setting by the rules that you're saying so yeah i don't know i think i don't think joe's done out here unfortunately i think if this doesn't work he'll find another platform to go on and to do whatever it is that joe does because he's you know he's bounced back before hasn't he auntie nano yeah, he, he he has. I don't know if, you know, it's like when you manage to get to like a height, like it's like he he seemed to be hitting his stride as being like a content creator that people respected. And to set this up, I mean, I watched the episode at the time and I did think that for him to be stepping over boundaries so much that they must have been friends. Because, you know, sometimes... This hasn't happened recently at all. I was very young, but it's like that banter that people can have and then it turns into a sexual corner. I've never liked that. Even if I fancied the person, it's always like, don't. And especially in front of other people. So when she was talking, I was really like, yeah, I can imagine that must have been mortifying for one that happening. But then when it's your boss and it's being recorded and your co-hosts are sitting there and the production team and everybody is laughing. That's really horrible. And to just kind of have to go through that. But she did really leave very soon after. And it also was annoying reading people just being like, why now? It's like, it's three months. She didn't even wait years. This is like three months to be able to gather it all together speak to a lawyer the lawyer tell Joe's lawyer this is why she's leaving all of that to talk about it this is probably the any time is the perfect time but it's not that long to be like why is she saying it now whenever she wants to talk about it she she should be free to talk about it but I I was more disappointed in her co-hosts for what they always say like they are advocates for women that this would happen in your presence and the most that you would kind of offer is let's take out let's edit out when he actually says I want to have sex with you numerous times like that's all we're removing from this so you knew that shit was wrong like he had absolutely overstepped so many boundaries but you carried on kind of working for him and and yeah that that was the other thing I would think if I would be more inclined to leave as well. Like, that's such a big... I couldn't work for somebody like that. 
And didn't, you know mm-hmm. when he said as well that um, it, instiga- it, it instigated competition because he made it clear that she was the favoured one. Yeah. Um, and even if he meant it or not, he just, it's like he planted the discord. And that feeds into his narrative that women are bitches and they're gossipy and they hate each other and yeah. women can't work together and they always attacking each other. But there's always something that's planting the seed and it's not to excuse her co-host because you didn't, you guys didn't have to fall for that. You're old enough women and these women have all been in the industry long enough to not necessarily fall for the okie doke that Joe Budden's peddling out. Um, I don't know which one it is, the kind of louder, rowdier one. She, the- Mandy. Like, was she the performer? Was she the singer? No, she- Bridget's the singer. Okay, so but both of them kind of had that kind of like, yeah, we've been there, know the industry, we know mm. how people stay, but then they then come across as picnics, as they called. Like you just wanted to seek the approval of the man in the room because you wanted to, because you know that will possibly get you further. But he's not even shitting on you, but yet you're vying for that attention and you're shitting on your co-host in the process. And so I think she did. And again, it's that I don't want to I keep wanting, wanting to say that she did the perfect thing. But I think her execution was excellent in that way. Like she did the right thing. I, I'd be inspired by her, by watching her video and how she did it. She didn't just come out the gate talking. She got her ducks in a row like um, Joe Budden should have done in regards to his business contracts. She went to her lawyer, got all that sorted and then spoke out when everything's sewn up. So she, nothing can just um, possible alleged, her um, a, um, allegations might not be undone because she spoke too soon and she did that. And then Joe's lawyer can be like, yep, you did all of that. So it goes out the window. She's done everything right. So that's something to be inspired by if you're in that situation. And Maybe removing herself. Yeah, and removing Actually herself quite soon. Well, yeah, like, literally being like, I'm not standing for this. Yeah, like, I admire her so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. Um, comments, please. Okay. I'll go to Mr. Tang. So, um... I uh, I think he will survive. His fans love him. Look at how they dismissed the previous allegations. So the co-host sat beside him when he ranted about Spotify or whatever, not disclosing numbers, knowing he was guilty of the same. For, for real. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Say that again. When did he do that? He ranted about Spotify. Okay. So he, he ranted about, he, he went on a whole, it was weeks, ranting yeah. about Spotify, not giving him the numbers. Yeah. And then he was doing exactly the same to his co-hosts. Like, and they did sense, not know. <laughs> they knew no that, numbers. That's that sense of arrogance. And I don't know what it is. Like, you, people of power, I'm not just, just, not just saying black people, but people of power, that, that arrogance, that you feel like you can just get away with doing whatever you want. And even talking on the thing and doing campaigns and rants, but you know you're doing exactly the same thing. And yeah, and, and Rory and Mal, I guess you guys, I don't know, are they, what are they like as presenters? Are they, what are they like? No, no. Yeah, they're all, they're all right. They're all right. They do add to the pod. They actually do. Um, from time to time, I really like Mal's takes because he's quite uh, kind of like integrity driven, still with a bit of ratchet, but he will have a very firm moral stance on a lot of things that Joe would go off on and he'd be like, no, I'd never do that. So sometimes it kind of like levels out. But definitely for the like last year and a half that I've been listening to the podcast, Joe hasn't been as uh, ignorant as his early podcasts. Like it's not like he's switched up like Charlemagne. Like he isn't, you know, uh, I'm a mental health guru type status person, but it was like he wasn't as bad as he has been 
but definitely that podcast that he did with um, the girls on See The Thing Is, he was disgusting. Like, it was like, nah, this is cringy. I watched it and was cringing, which is weird. But what, why, why, what's the why when it comes to that? Like, why would you think that's okay? As, um, well, may my mom I think it's like a power play and dominance. Yeah, play. yeah, it was like, I'm the big, I'm, I'm the big guy, I'm the boss. So everything was just really off as he's interacting with them. And there was just a lot of like, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. He was weird. Sometimes I think he's on drugs. I'm really not sure about him. And also as well, like if he's, if, if someone's like that all the time, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they be like that in that yeah. moment? Do you know what I mean? Like it's just patterns of behavior, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? This like, is why he, he was loving hip hop. Look how he treats But that. that's my point. That's yeah. exactly my point. I never watched that. So he oh, was no. love and hip hop. Me neither. I, I didn't watch it. Like, I'm not an avid watcher of it. But my point is that he displayed tendencies there. So why is anyone surprised by his, like, no. some of his shit? But what I will say is, what, what I wanted to know is, like, what's um the revolt chat show, State of the Culture? Is that done and dusted now? Is there no more? Is that not coming back? Well, Has, you know... From how he's been ranting in the past, it was like that could that could come back. So he he was talking about the various different entities that he may have been working with in the future, and Apple was thrown out there. Revolt was mentioned. So it is like all of these things, you know. Once you have these type of allegations coming against you, you the big companies leave you very fast. So him being head of creatives. At Patreon, how does that work when you weren't paying your 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 co like they they're your business partners like that you weren't showing your accounts that doesn't make any sense. It's that it's the losers of grandeur. You're too busy reading the Pimp Chronicles. Just <laughs> a business book. But, but but are they are they absolutely sat? Sorry, just just to be <laughs> not to defend Joe, but are they absolutely certain that that was the deal? And has they, Joe recognised that that was the deal? They they have said that their contracts are they have a percentage split on profits. So I I took that as similar to our contracts. (laughs) So you know, Martinelli is exposing the team. (laughs) She's just letting y'all know we 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 do our due diligence round here. But I wonder if if that is actually well. We'll see. You can't get that mixed up. <laughs> Joe said it. Has Joe well, said? Joe was talking about them like their employees, but he never said what their status was. Okay. So that's where I'm like, if they've come out and they're like, no, our we are not employees. Mm. We are partners, and we share a percentage split of the profits. And he has never shown us accounts. That's foul. Like you can't yeah. do that on for the creatives, yeah. and you're not actually like supporting your business partners. That doesn't even make yeah, and sense. And can't be out there talking like that. If that is true, then that's foul. Now, if it's not true, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then brothers well, haven't done their business. People haven't done their business. You know what I mean? Like you're trying, you're trying to take. Do you know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, because I saw one of the, I I only watched a, a, a clip of the of the rant, but he was trying to say that, like, oh, you know. The podcast is nothing without them. It's like, that doesn't matter. Do you know what I mean? Like, whatever you think it is, that doesn't matter. It's like, what is legally binding? That's yeah. what really matters, you know? 
that's, that's, that's where you be. And also as well, it's just like, you can't work with everybody, do you know what I mean? Like, you can't work with all your friends, man. Seriously, like, this is, this is, this is, like, how, how, they, they've been in the industry long enough to know this. It's so, I just, wait. But imagine seven years on. I, I don't know. I, I would like to think that you can work with your friends, like, with a sense of respect and accountability. Like, it should be okay. But this thing money people. Money people. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's, it's, sorry, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. It's that. You, you just never know. And you don't, even we as ourselves don't know our full selves in every situation because you're not put in every situation. So you don't, even as much as you could be as good as a person as you are, you just don't know every situation of yourself. That's like, it. You, you have your inner morals and your inner integrity, but like, thrown into a situation... Who knows? Like the weakest becomes the strongest, the strongest with all the mouth becomes the weakest. All that you just don't know. You just don't know. When when you start getting money, yeah, that money, like you don't know if you're gonna be a spender or a saver, like if you're gonna be an investor, a wise investor or not. Do you know what I mean? Like that you, you don't know, like for all you know, they could have had they could have had their works and they're blasting through it. Do you know what I mean? Like kind of thing. They don't they're in a sticky situation. They could, you know, all of them could be gamblers. Who knows? <laughs> like, you just don't know. You I know? could imagine Joe is a gambler, actually. Listen, I can imagine Joe doing the most. <laughs> when, when people in those situations, they get very desperate. And that's when things start to yeah. break apart. You know, that's why you have to have it cleared up in the beginning. And, and, and as to your point, or to Mr. Tang's point, like, like if I'm on a podcast with you and we're going at Spotify... So the fucking fire business here, do you know what I mean? You know, but that's the whole thing. You can't trust anyone, you've got to take them off the pedestals or anything like that, and really be a bit more discerning about where we support and who we support. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, and we've got last comments and then move on. Um and we have oh so, so Candy says he reminds me of Damon Jash. You can see that. Um, yeah. Also, Mr. Tang says, Tamika Mallory's book, State of Emergency, is out now, guys. Yes. Yes, it is. Um, and then Jeff Schumann says, Blasted Teeth. And who's the accountant for this excellent podcast? Is it Joe? Laugh out loud. Boy. Listen, what's Tamika Mallory's book? What's that? What's it? Her book, State of Emergency. What's it about? It's about her no like it's yes career and what she's done and what she's trying to do i think she's been doing a few um what do you call it interviews and stuff i think she was on breakfast club and everything like that yeah she's yeah. doing um, in the it's it sounds interesting so like the premise of it it's basically kind of like charting her involvement within the kind of I guess it's still an extension of the civil rights movement and then also acts as a bit of a guide for other people in way to navigate the space of racism and what you can do to support activists as well. Um, and just like, it, there's lots of anti anecdotal stories in there, uh, various different things that she's done. It sounds like an interesting compilation type book. I, I think I'll probably read it. Has she... Has she resolved her issues with Samaria Rice? She touched on it in the interview, um, but not so much. She didn't go into it too tough. She more spoke about people that criticise her and then 
went on to share her credentials, like how long she's actually been in this space for. It's like over 20 years, how she got into it. Her um, child's father was murdered. And that's what led her to be like, I am going to help Mm -hmm. our um, our black community. But also her mother and um, father were involved in the civil rights movement as well. Like not on the front line, but they were funders they actively supported things. And so she was kind of brought up within that community. So uh, I guess her talking about it a bit more, she put her credentials on the table. Like, I am not a Johnny come lately. Yeah. Like, the yeah. She's on, she's on um, Red Table Talk, her and her son, actually. And um, her son was just, she was explaining how their relationship has kind of suffered yeah. because of the things that she's been doing. And her son, like, he's like a 20 year old, He's a big he's a big boy anyway. He's not like a small child. And you know, he was saying that the things have got better now, but obviously because she's been so dedicated to the cause, yeah. it's been somewhat at the detriment of their relationship. Um and yeah, she mentioned about what happened to his dad and you know the fact that she doesn't really talk about it as well. So yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, ladies. Um, what's made you sad, mad, and glad this week? <laughs> I don't know why I always have to dance to that. <laughs> um, Auntie, oh, shall we? I knew you were going to do that. Um, so uh, what's made me sad was just a recent one that people are trying to come to Melissa Wardrobe for um, influence of Melissa Wardrobe for uh, not, uh, for responding to someone to say, to explaining why she isn't pushing, um, well, uh, posting about Palestine at the moment. Do you know, oh, yeah, we, we talked about this the other day. Um, that you can't badger people for supporting stuff, man. It's, it's, it's not your place. And actually, that person that messaged her is even she should even feel lucky that Melissa even responded to her. But this girl actually then, um, went and screenshotted uh, the, the chat and then put it on social media. So I'm a bit sad and mad about that because I think generally Melissa's all right. She's an all right, she's a decent influencer, I think, for the black community. She doesn't really do no wrong and she's she's uh, firm in her blackness as well. And I think she's it's fair for her to say that she doesn't know enough about it to be talking about it and that she mainly posts on things that are um, that she knows about then that will reflect her experience kind of thing. And then I think that's fair. And I think that people, and what made me glad, I'll do all of them, glad is that people were not having it and they was asking her like, okay, saying like, okay, well, go for Molly Mae then. Do you know what I mean? Like, why are you coming after this black woman when there's other people that you could be talking to as well? Do you know what I mean? So I just think, um, yeah, I didn't didn't really appreciate, I didn't really appreciate that attack on her actually kind of thing. So yeah, that's my sad mind of life this week. (laughs) Auntie Farah. Okay, so my sad, let me find it. My sad is that uh, so many children are dying as a result of the conflict um, in Palestine. Um, You know, 61 children to date have died and it's just awful. These are babies. So that's my my sad. Um, My mad is that the different levels of how racism is dealt with in this country. I know we talk about it all the time, but... um, recently 
okay so basically i just want to know when we're going to get to a point when racism is just seen as all racism is bad and it's dealt with in the same what does she do oh no she knocked herself out okay oh she's back go ahead mate it's like someone's gonna be tapped what's going on didn't want me to talk about it anyway i'm gonna say what i'm gonna say a couple of days ago, there were some very, very disgusting, um, what's the word, instances of racism against some Jewish people in Swiss Cottage. Like the, the, the four guys were like really, really openly disgusting to them. Um, my, my mad is how the reaction to that was dealt with versus when things happened to us. So this happened, the police were full force, as they should be, they got helicopters to look for these guys, found them, and they're punishing them. My thing is, as someone who's been racially abused multiple times, I was spat on by someone in a car, called a black bitch, and they chased me. I called the police. Fuck all happened. They couldn't even, they they said to me they couldn't even find the CCTV. So it's just, I would like it to be dealt with the same way. Racism is bad. I'd like it to be dealt with the same way, no matter what. So I'm a bit mad about the fact that we're still here and that's not recognised. That's my mad. Um, my glad, on the flip side of that, is to see um, most recently in all the marches how people of all religions and races have come together to just basically say that even if you don't have an opinion even on the conflict, even if you don't have the knowledge about what's going on. You can at least on a human level say that the killing of children is wrong on a human level. And I was just glad to see that, you know, people stand with each other and just say this. So that's my glad. Auntie Nana. Auntie-ish today, sorry, okay. Right, so my sad is the the weather. The weather this year, it's colder than last year. Um, I feel like they've got the weather machine out and they're truly fucking with us at the moment. One minute it's raining hard, then the sun comes out, then there's hailstones, and I don't know what's going on. So I'm, it's, it's really making me sad and mad. I'm mad. I was listening to a speech by um, the Israeli president, Benjamin Netanyahu, and he was justifying bombing the mosque. And yeah, it, I, I didn't feel like I was watching a human being talking. It was just so, it, I, I was I was truly disgusted that somebody can really be like so forthright in killing people and openly discussing it like they're not human beings. And I'm glad that we were able to sit in a restaurant yesterday and I got to spend some time with my auntie sisters. Ah, that's lovely. Um, I'm also sad about the weather. Last week I literally bigged up the weather because I thought it was making a change and it proved me to be a fool. So I'm very sad and embarrassed about that. It's nonsense weather. Um, I'm mad uh, <laughs> at the 
the way they're calling COVID, the new outbreak of COVID, you know, they're giving it a racial name, as they always do. But yet, when it's any of the ethnic countries, it's got a racial name, anything else, then it's just an outbreak. Even though we've had um, strains of COVID around and it's been evolving in the UK, it, there's been other strains, just happened to be one that's come from India. But let's not let's not get it twisted if for those who want to adopt the um, the ethnic naming of this COVID, because you know what your country could do? Your country could let off the pattern and let India develop their own um, vaccines instead of waiting for the super countries to let off what they want to let off when they want to let it off. Because I think, as I think I said before, the UK bought like three times the population's worth of vaccine, but yet you can't share it. But just, we don't, you don't even need to share it. What you need to do is give people the pattern so they can manufacture. Imagine Indian, the Indian, even the stereotype, you want to be so super stereotypical. Who's your, who's your GP, please? Who's your GP? And who's your doctor? And then you're going to say that this whole country who produces doctors and nurses and medical people on, on mass, you can tell they can't have them, they can't have the pattern. And they're doing that to Africa and all the, all the so-called countries they say are the third world. No one's allowed to have the pattern because the EU, the UK and the US say no. So middle finger to all of you motherfuckers for that. And then you're going to talk about Indian COVID. You lot are letting it happen, aren't you? Um, and a little bit mad as well with Joe. Joe, no, not mad because why am I stupid? But Joe Biden, when he was, you know, he's speaking to both sides. He's speaking to, he's not condemning the what's going on in an equal way. So he's showing his allegiance to what every other government is showing their allegiance to, whichever side. And it's just interesting the way this politics world works. And yeah, so I won't, I can't go into it anymore, but just the fact that Joe Biden, interesting. Um, and um, I'm glad because after a weird weekend of nail behavior, I got my nails on. My nails are pretty, my nails are cute, but it was, and I have to say I'm glad because I had lots of fun. It's giving me lots of jokes. I went to get my nails done at my usual place. I, long story, I met my cousin the night before. She was like, her nails look beautiful, and I was like, oh, your nails look cute. She said, oh, I get them done here. And I was like, hmm, I've got my nail appointment, so I'm going to stick to that place. But I'll use your place next time. In the morning, I was like, I should cancel and go to my cousin's place. But I said, no, let me stick to my appointment and not mess these people up. Went to my nail place, showed them some nail uh, a nail pattern that I wanted, and I got a very definite what I asked for and what I got. And it was like, I, and it's my fault because I could have told them to stop, but I felt like she was trying a little damn hardest and um, she really persevered, but her patterns were terrible. And what she should have done was say, I do not do nail art. She could have said that and squashed it. I would have gone for a plain block color and left it at that. But no, I left the experiment and it was terrible. I then went to my cousin's nail shop to fix the design, got these, and they're much better. And now I'm glad because I found myself a nice new nail shop that has beautiful nail art. And when I put my post up on my um, social media, I also got recommendations from a few other shops and they're black owned nail artists as well. So I'm um, going to be exploring some of those. And um, but yeah, it was just funny. So I'm glad because that actually gave me a joke. It was actually quite funny in the moment. But also another thing was a bittersweet irony. Went into the darkness. I think I went to my mum's house and it was dark. I went into the bathroom to wash my hands and my nails started glowing. For some reason, my nails glow in the dark as well. The first nail technician used glow in the dark um, acrylic powder. And I love glow in the dark. I'm really fascinated with glow in the dark, but I didn't ask my nails to glow. That was it. So I'm really quite glad. And also being out with the aunties. <laughs> and also being out with the aunties was very fantastic last night. We had a great, 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 great time. And we have a new album coming out. Look out for it. <laughs> It's called Aunties with Voices, everyone. Get, we your, are get, get, get it. Um, get it you coming know, out soon. I, know, I, I did get my present, by the way. So, yeah. Thanks for that. Really oh, so now, yeah. which, which was a better birthday? 
which was the better <laughs> I mean, like, why must you do this? <laughs> like, not even I went there with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Shani, don't answer her. You don't have to. I was just teasing. But I want to know. I want to know. <laughs> yeah, it's not nice when you want to know things, isn't it? And no one tells you. What? 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 I, don't know. I actually want you to tell us on air. What the hell? What Maybe we've got Joe Biden issues. Go for my birthday. I want to oh, know. Get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. I wish I could turn your mic okay. on. <laughs> Should I do Antoinette? Yes, please. Okay. So Antoinette says, I'm sad about the conflict in Palestine. I'm mad about the weather and the biblical type rainstorms we are having. And I'm, I'm very glad to offer up congratulations to Naomi Campbell, who has just become a mother. Yes. Yay. Um, and then we've got Aquia says, my client in the workshop loves you, ladies. So you have a new fan. Yeah. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so I was to do an experiment because I think someone said um, turn the lights off. It's not dark enough, so you can't it's see. Not dark the... enough. No. Um, yeah. Sorry. Uh, and that's it. Oh no, it's not it. Just one more thing. It's my unpopular. No, it's not pop... piss me off. Hit list gets me mad. All the time. I think if you're from the UK, can you not say movie? It just really is a pet peeve. I don't like hearing people say when you're from the UK, say movie. We say film. I don't know why it bothers me. I just don't like hearing movie when we say it. Um, and people keep saying, and the thing is, sometimes I, I probably slip into it by mistake. I, I might say movie, but I just think it sounds wrong in a British accent. Movie. We watch films. Um, and okay. also stop saying, if that makes sense. And I've said it, and the thing is, when I said it, I, pit, I was vexed with myself. But it's come, it's, it's become the new extra bit of conversation. Like, da, 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 da. so I went to the shop, and then the man gave me ten pence. Does that make if that makes sense? And it's like, why are you saying if that makes sense? Because it makes sense. You're not unless it's like you're explaining quantum physics. It makes sense. So why do you no, keep? I say that all the time, and I've been saying that because I, I haven't noticed you yeah. saying it. But I, yeah, she does. I yeah. say it too. Yeah. I don't know if she says that. Maybe you guys don't piss me off. Maybe it's because in the in the wider world, it just feels like everyone's saying it for no. Again, it's like the whole I'm OCD. If that makes sense, I'm putting it all in the same bag and shaking it up, and it's pissing me off. But sometimes, <laughs> if you're saying it for yourself as well, no, I, the thing is, so many thoughts and getting the words out in the right order to make sure, like, okay, did that make sense? Does that make sense? Yeah, I got attacked actually. No, you know what? And the thing is, it, it might be person specific because you have never, I've never had you say it. And I'm like, why is she saying that? But the other day, someone said it. And the thing is, I said it myself. I was like, but it was more of the default because I'm hearing it so much. I said, if that makes sense, I'm like, shut the fuck up because you know what you said makes sense. Why are you saying if that makes sense? It's become the new um or like. Now it's if, if that makes sense. If it makes sense to say it when you say it, it makes sense. <laughs> don't need to say it. Don't say it because it makes sense. Do you understand? It don't make sense why you're saying it. But how do you know it makes sense? Because it makes sense when they say it. You know when who's whoever's no, saying it. Can I ask if you're finished now? If that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Why are you saying that? Make it make sense, isn't it? That's the next make one. It make it make sense. It's all right because make right. it make sense. But you're, it's like people don't really think that they're not making sense. It's just a habit of saying it. You can tell when someone's like, it's, it's, is that, does that make sense what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? That's different than just saying it's like, and um, like it's yeah. that it's become a thing. I, I know what you're saying. Thank you. Does that make sense? <laughs> 
And that's a perfect example. Just what you did is what you said. Made us, I can't even get my words out. Okay, seriously, also as well, that's a, that's a space for you to understand, to show that you understand what that person said. My point is, my point is, first of all, first of all, when you came for the voice notes, does that make sense? Do you understand how I feel? <laughs> not on the same level. It's not. It's not. It's for me. It is for no. me. It why, is. Why? Why? It's irritating because it does make sense. 90% of the time it makes sense. So why are you saying but, it? But the thing is, yeah, <laughs> it might make sense to you, but it might not make sense to the person. Do you know what I mean? And then no, it's like that. It's Which like, I think you know what I mean. That's it. It's, it's a space. Thank you. It's, it's not natural. Natural. I mean, it's not a clarifier. You know what? I'm full of space for this. <laughs> it's almost it's like, become a, do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't even hear it when when I'm saying it anymore. Like, I've said kind of thing probably throughout my whole life. Kind of thing. Kind of thing. just like, yeah, like, I, I just don't hear it anymore. But, like, that, even, but like. <laughs> <laughs> I like, you know what that's, that's, that's just the way I am. I just think it's just space. It's just my point is, like I said to you, catch up with your thoughts. Yeah, like I said to you, I haven't, no, it hasn't, and now my, maybe I'm going to notice it now. But well, I, but I feel like maybe there's people that maybe are neurodivergent. Oh my gosh. Are, oh no, my gosh. They could be, they could be, yeah. and they're doing yeah. that, and it's irritating you. So what I'm saying, seriously, is like maybe have a little bit more patience with them. Oh, okay, okay, first of all, First of all, I have, not said, I, have not said, I have not said that I've reacted to anyone doing it. No, yeah. I'm saying, why do you think it's not offensive? Because, because that that if that, that's what I'm saying, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> so, I, get what, I get what Auntie Charlotte is saying, because sometimes when no, you're, I get talking, that, though. you're talking and you're like trying to make sense of something yourself, you might say at the end of your long rant, does that make sense? And that's what I'm saying. That what you said. It's understood. There's times when the conversation warrants it. Does that make sense? I get it because the way you said it, but that makes sense. But it's turned into it's turned into a, a thingy. It like is, it has turned into a. Thank thing. you. I, I know all the neurodiverse people who I may join their community soon. I do understand that sometimes you like filling in. That's what I'm saying. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, like, the thing is, but your your frustration with it. Is is not very welcoming. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even. <laughs> anyway, this is supposed to be quick, non-commented things. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You always come from my bits. No, you no, know, no, that's not true. That's, that's true. Not true. We come from all of our bits. Let's <laughs> be from our bits. Because we will be talking about it. <laughs> so yeah, no, but yeah, no. I think. See. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the show. you're making me feel like because, because, because you make me feel like I'm I'm a lesser person because I can't. <laughs> Auntie Sade, Auntie Sade. That's like when you're the thing is, there's something I can't help, and there's other people that can help it. But I'm also like, if I was speaking to someone that didn't know me and didn't know that I'm dyslexic, yeah, and they would get annoyed at that thing that I can't help. That's not great, is it? <laughs> Listen, I say it too, so I'm with you. And I okay, said, okay. I even say it too. I'm just saying, I hate mm -hmm. the way it's become a throwaway term. You know, people, 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 films. Yeah, mm -hmm. say films. 
No, no, I'm keeping this one. It's true. It, it, don't make this because you know no, what? It. Listen, it's taking it away from the people who do need that to say that word to give. Who's going to say who needs it and who doesn't? <laughs> 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 That's why I'm just asking. I'm not. I'm leaving. That's what I'm saying. All right. Can I just say, this is the end of the show now. <laughs> so can, can we end the show? <laughs> I think we can that play play. That's an unpopular opinion. Green Tees. He's out to miss the tank. The T-shirt is from Green Tees. It came, I was trying to do like, surprise, I got my T-shirt. It's from Green Tees. Auntie Farah's, Auntie Farah's, um, that's not the Hussein Bolt, that's that. And that's from Green Tees, if that makes sense. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was your aunties could bloody never <laughs> could, could never leave or shut up. Never leave. <laughs> um, you know, like, comment, subscribe. You get more of us chatting, bantering, laughing, and arguing about our unpopular opinions. Um, we're here every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Sometimes the time might change because life is real, um, and we're busy, busy, busy women. Um, but like, comment, subscribe on Twitter, on Facebook, or on YouTube. Yes. Is there anything else I'm missing? Yeah, share, 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 share our audio, the share our videos. Yeah. Share the show. Follow the show. Um, tell your friends. Show, tell your friends. Yeah. And, um, tell your friends and tell your friends, and then we can all be friends. Friends. Yeah. And we wrote that ourselves. We didn't plagiarize that from anywhere because <laughs> Auntie with voices. The album's coming out soon. Aunties. <laughs> We want people to come back. Yes, for that they'll come back. We talk about my Beyonce vocals. Of course, they're coming back. Thank you, dear. You're no Beyonce. That was hard. No Beyonce. That was hard. Okay. Bye now. Bye now. Bye guys. Ta ta.